0: Hello. It is Overreaction Monday, February 8th, 2021. Last one of the season, huh? Wow. Last one of the season, we had a hell of a run. We appreciate you all for enjoying the ride of an NFL season alongside of us. We appreciate you telling your friends about this show. We appreciate you, uh, if you hated the show, for not saying the show was bad. We appreciate the hell out of you for this NFL season.
1: We really do, and I think we left it all out there on the field today.
0: I do feel like today we did leave it all out there. Maybe not every day. This season, did we leave it Most days, though, it was all left in these microphones. Mm-hmm. It really was. This show does stink, but we appreciate you for listening. Today, I think you're going to enjoy it. And then as we ramp up, let's have a hell of an off-season. Hey, we're going to have a hell of an off-season, but we need to enjoy what we just seen yesterday. To do so, let's get to some good conversation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the 43-year-old farm animal, the goat... Wins in thrilling fashion in Super Bowl 55. And when I say thrilling fashion, I mean dominant from beginning to end of that entire damn game. They were in control when nobody thought it was going to happen. They won by three scores. Everybody was predicting that that could potentially happen on the opposite way. Everybody was thinking that the Chiefs could blow the Buccaneers out of the goddamn water. But instead, an old wily veteran team down there in Tampa mostly recruited by tom brady even though general manager jason light and bruce Arians did a fantastic job of assembling that squad a lot of people went there strictly because tom brady was there and all of a sudden one year later after having the most interceptions in the nfl with james winston and not making the playoffs for a long time they are now super bowl champions the team that had antonio brown join them with out a home before that. The team that had a Rob Gronkowski who was retired doing whatever he wanted, wherever he wanted, by the mm-hmm. way. He was a white tiger at one point oh, singing yeah. and yeah. dancing mm-hmm. on The Mass Singer. He had a job on Fox for however many days he wanted to be on Fox. He was telling stories about how hey, if you trade me to the Lions, i retire. <laughs> he, he was, his agent said that he's going to have a lucrative acting career if he wanted it. Everybody assumed that. Tom Brady leaves New England and as soon as he gets out of there, Gronk's like, basically, I was like, hey, you ready? Let's go do this thing. Now, the T-Mobile commercial that they posted on their Instagram is probably the best commercial of the entire Super Bowl run there. Michelob had a little bit of a run there. There was a couple others, but the fact that Gronk came out of retirement to join him down there. Leonard Fournette, he gets cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars. He goes down there. Ryan Suckup was not on the team last year. They had to bring in another kicker. He joins the team. Everybody that scored last night was not on Tampa Bay Buccaneers one year ago, and they somehow, in the middle of this COVID season, where you couldn't even eat lunch at the same table, figured out how to bring everybody together, both the, the roster that was there from previous Tom Brady... BT before Tom and then the roster that became what it was P Tom whenever he shows up they were able to come together congrats all the coaches down there congrats all the players down there and that defense somehow some way figured out how to never let the Kansas City Chiefs turn it on didn't score a single fucking touchdown in the Super Bowl Patrick Mahomes Tyreek Hill Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Miko Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Damian Williams, I think. Everybody that they have on their team not able to score a touchdown. Now there's a couple drops, obviously. Patrick Mahomes made a play where he was flat, (laughs) laying completely flat sidearm toss hits a guy in the face gets dropped they could have scored a touchdown there obviously (laughs) there's a couple touchdowns that they could have had that would have helped out with the over and everything like that but Todd Bowles and that defensive line made Patrick Mahomes run for his fucking life yesterday something that we've never seen before now earlier in the game the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes on the move they understood that their offensive line might have been a problem because one potential tackle Was not there the entire season because he's in Canada fighting COVID. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out, Dr. Laurent uh,
2: Duvernay-Tardif. Bingo. (laughs) Pronunciation may be wrong, but close enough. Shout out
0: to him. Then they get a couple other injuries. The Achilles goes on the other tackle, and then the Kansas City Chiefs looked at Jason Pierre-Paul, who's never lost a playoff game.
1: Whoa. Unbelievable.
0: Somebody tweeted, and it was fucked up, and... I should say their name. I don't remember what it was. It said, he's lost more fingers from fireworks than he has playoff games. (laughs) Something to think about. Somebody said that. It's true. (laughs) Which, by the way, shout out to him because he made me stop holding fireworks and potentially losing My, Vita Veya, they had him at defensive end for a couple of reps yesterday getting pressure. Indomitian and Sue never won a Super Bowl, been around a long time been close, never won it he was dominant yesterday. Shaquille Baird who had one of the best grills I've seen in some time in his post-game interview he said there was no way they were going to let this team uh, beat them. He said he was going to feast or whatever basically they knew that going in there. Then Leonard Fournette says that Tom Brady was sending a text to everybody all week, hey we win they win. It felt like that team was on a different level than the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. And you would never, ever would have said that going in because the Kansas City Chiefs is the Kansas City Chiefs. Just like the Cleveland Browns allegedly was the Cleveland Browns until they beat the Steelers and they were no longer the Browns. The Kansas City Chiefs is no longer the Kansas City Chiefs as of today. no! And although it's overreaction Monday, I mean, people are saying... What if Patrick Mahomes never makes it to the Super Bowl? Wow. Whoa! Now Tony Romo said he's going to have to win eight. He's going to have to win eight. Tony. 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 But there's a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, and everything was seeming to be like, hey, he's got another Super Bowl. He, He goes ahead and slays the previous goat. Baton has been tossed. It feels like Tom Brady, who in his acceptance speech last night while winning the MVP yet again said... To his team, we we knew this was going to happen, right? And we'll be back, he said. (laughs) Two lines he said during that interview that was incredible. That could be a problem for everybody. There's going to be a lot more ring chasers going down to Tampa now. No state tax, great weather. The team's already won a Super Bowl. They'll be able to do it again. Look for people to take pay cuts to either stay there or go there. Some of the younger guys on the team will go elsewhere because they'll have to go get paid, I'd assume. But do not worry about that because other players in similar positions that are older more experienced will be trying to get to Tampa just like people will be trying to get to Kansas City and hopefully do that but let's not let's not get crazier I mean, it's overreaction Monday, so I guess we should a little bit. The Patriots got 15 players coming back. Yeah. They got like 15 players coming Here back. we go. The Steelers, they got their thing going on. The Colts, they potentially get mm-hmm. a quarterback. They're going to be a good team. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Josh mm-hmm. Allen and the Bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, the AFC has a lot of teams. And if this is a blueprint, by the way, on how you beat them in a big game, what happens to the Chiefs moving forward? Ooh. What is their legacy going to be? And right now, that's not for us to discuss. Right now, for us to talk about is Tom fucking Brady and that Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. In about 15 minutes, Clyde Christensen will be joining us. Now, Clyde, quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was on with us before the Super Bowl. He'll be talking to us about the experience of being down there. Tom Brady has never lost his Super Bowl with Clyde Christensen as his quarterback Mm. coach. People need to talk about that. Cannot wait to chat with him. Also be talking to Chris Carter today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Chris Carter was Don at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I assume he was in that Hall of Fame suite that Peyton was in after he got done chatting with us or whatever. And also A.Q. Shipley, Super Bowl champion from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. timed him. Congrats, A.Q. Congrats, A.Q. We all said whenever A.Q. signed Donner, thought that was potentially the big move that was going to take him over to Hump. Oh, yeah. He ends the season as a coach. He wins the Super Bowl. I with him this morning. He is still fucked up for me. <laughs> This guy's still drunk whenever he joins us in a couple hours. They had quite a celebration last night. as they should, I would assume what's going on at Tone Diggs is here.
2: Do you think AQ is probably maybe the only, if not one of a handful player coaches ever to win? A Super Bowl. Well,
0: Jackie Moon won the Mega mm-hmm. Bowl. Yep. True, right? As player, coach, mm-hmm. GM. Yeah, oh, yeah. But you're right. As a player, coach, I'm not sure. You got to go back deep. I would assume Blanda was potentially a player, <laughs> yeah, coach probably. at one point. I'd assume there has been uh, have been others, but player coach AQ Shipley undefeated in Super yeah. Bowls. Put that in the book maybe. Mm. I wonder what he was doing yesterday. Did he have the the earpiece in? Was he uh, saying, hey, we should run Leonard for net? I think we're doing really well. <laughs> the run game. Uh-huh. And I think that's the story of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team towards the back half of the season there whenever they start to figure it out. You got to remember, they were 7 and 5 at the beginning of the season. Almost 7 and 6. They, if they lose that game, everybody's talking about, oh, might not even make the playoffs here in the NFC. Then they start go ahead and The offense starts changing a little bit. Defense starts playing well again. That second half of that Falcons game, week 15, week 14?
2: Week 15. Week
0: 15, whenever that, or week 14, one or the other, that second half, whenever he threw like 300 yards and and three touchdowns to come back and win, it felt like that was really like the okay, here's the time where we start doing what we're doing. When we talked to Clyde just a week ago, he said that he wished they had eight more weeks. They think they have a lot more room to grow. Tom Brady said that before the Super Bowl. He was saying that after. After the Super Bowl, he's like, you still think this team could really become something? They're going to be good for a long time. But that run game getting good. And playoff Lenny, I mean, running people over. He said after the game that Tom Brady was talking to him about yards after uh, contact and how they're not great at tackling. Leonard Fournette, first time he got the ball, ran a guy over and then kept running. Did that numerous times, and then he had like a 20-yard scamper into the end zone where he's pulling away from people, which cashed in a $25,000 parlay that I hit. Shout out Woo! Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Hey, heads, heads definitely kicked me right in a sec. Mm-hmm. And I, and we could talk about the absolutely abysmal performance by Tails refusing to show up in yep. a big moment. Disgusting. Okay, yeah. Tails refused to show up yesterday. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey goes out there calls Heads, by the way. Maybe if we ever get a chance to chat with Travis Kelsey again, we talk about him potentially, you know, mm-hmm. kind of flipping that a little bit right. his way. On, he wins that thing. Tails doesn't even show up. I lose $30,000 oh. before the game has even started. Yeah. Then – No touchback. We start climbing. Okay, There's a couple thousand dollar hit because we got that at plus 230. Mm -hmm. So now, although we are down like (laughs) 27,000, we're still there. There is a, there's a means for celebration because the tide's turning a little bit. And then, once I see Rob Gronkowski score that first touchdown, uh-huh. and then once I see him become a target, and then I see, what, on the one-yard line, he runs a play action and throws a absolute seed to Antonio Brown. I'm like, Leonard Fournette's definitely going to score at some point. Yep. Seems like Gronk is a rather large part of this game plan. This fucking $25,000 parlay is going to hit, and this is going to be ridiculous. Uh-huh. I thought this would hit, and the Chiefs would still win. Sure. Turns out this hit. And nothing hit on the Chiefs' yeah, side. No. A lot of people lost a lot of money over there betting on the Chiefs. I ended up being down like 2000 bucks overall. Not too shabby. The blue Gatorade, nobody could have predicted the blue no, Gatorade. No, that came out of absolutely no. nowhere. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of money was lost last night. But I got back in there with the stroke of God that was, as it was so properly named by Matt over there, the tabloid parlay. <laughs> All the big-name guys that were brought in basically mm-hmm. for this season. Showed up in the biggest game. And by the way, marquee names are marquee names because they make marquee, marquee plays in marquee games. Whoa.
2: Exactly. Well said. Okay. Dr. Almost
0: delivered that completely cleanly. <laughs> Almost had one bobble there. You know what I mean? Almost delivered it cleanly. But that's real. Whenever people are like, oh, I don't want to go after the big names. They're expensive or whatever. It's like, well, there's a reason. Both mm-hmm. of those things. There's a re- I understand what your philosophy is, but in those biggest moments – I thought Tom would go to what he knows. And what does he know? Well, he's got a Clydesdale that has the nimbility of a ninja with two toilet seats, his hands, running around. Mm-hmm. That's Robert Gronkowski. Him and Antonio Brown, what? They do extra work and practice every single uh, period, every single day, they say. Assume that in the Super Bowl, in a big moment, he's going to go there. Leonard Fournette just felt like he was playing great football, yep. and he was running his ass for another contract, yeah. by the way, which a lot of running backs get. I mean, that felt like it was easy. Still thought the Chiefs were going to come back and win that thing. Yeah. At Boston Conner, diehard Patriots fan. You see Tom Brady do what he did for you mm-hmm. guys for so long in another city immediately upon landing there. Saw a lot of Patriots fans taking credit for the win. Like, yeah, felt like you guys were celebrating a little bit. Credit, huh? I don't know Not about credit, that. I'm sorry, but like, like, hey, we won, we too. Yeah. We knew it all We won, the, hey. Poof. I mean, we kind of kicked him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Foxborough, fucking Foxborough. Yeah, it, uh, uh, of but, but you guys felt... You guys felt a little bit of, hey, that's one of our guys down there.
3: Uh, you know, it was bittersweet, if you will, because you want Tom to do well. I never wanted him to actually win the bowl. Don't get me wrong, because <laughs> we're never going to see him in a Patch uniform again. My biggest fear. But I, I did want Tom to get seven, you know, at least be happy for the guy. But, hell, you said it. The Patriots got 15 guys coming back next year. Unfortunately, none of them
0: play quarterback, so we're still fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys could still get Carson Wentz, even though yeah. that conversation's is huh. literally – by the way, was going to go with New Year's. Things because uh, my no. ear holes got blown out last yeah, week. Already it's, wrong. it's like I'm speaking in a stadium, the delay. Oh. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yep. Two, two, two.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Can't do it. But Man. uh Carson Wentz potentially goes up to the Patriots. That turns everything around for you guys. Yeah. Keep them up there or in Chicago, that'll be great. But oh. whenever you think about that that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team, you see so much potential, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If they're gonna play like that. And I and I thought about this last night while I was laying down. Tom Brady, nobody says he's the most talented quarterback. Everybody knows that's Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, most talented quarterback of all time. And then the old thing, well, he's the best winner of all time or whatever. It's just over the years, watching that Super Bowl last night. You just have this thought, like, oh yeah, this is just a tradition. We watch, we watch old Tommy play uh, mm-hmm. football in the Super Bowl to find out who's the best. Like, it's just, I feel like we're just taking that for granted at this point. Whenever you're just like, oh yeah, Tom Brady's in the Super. The hundreds of millions of people watch that game every single year. Okay, forty-six million people watched uh, the NFC Championship. Forty-seven million people watched. It. Massive. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is absolutely massive. The entire world watches the Super Bowl. And the only person that seems to be a constant at this point now is Tom fucking Brady. And last night I was laying in bed and I was like, there will never be another person like this. No. Ever. Ever. The pressure they're putting on Patrick Mahomes to try to go get that, I hope he does. It'll be awesome for our sport. It'll be awesome for our league if we have somebody that can do what Tom Brady has done. But just becoming a tradition of watching this fucking guy win the biggest game in the biggest league every single year, it's insane. And I know he's lost Super Bowls, but he's there. His face is zoomed in with 200 million people watching, 170 people, whatever the case is. He is the league at this point. And I think it's never going to be able to be done again. But I assume... People said that, you know, after Hulk Hogan, and then oh, yeah. people said that after The Rock and Stone Cold, then Cena came along, and yep. then people said after Cena, you know, and it, and who knows what's what's mm-hmm. going to happen with said situation mm-hmm. there. But if Patrick Mahomes can do what Tom Brady does, obviously incredibly impressive, but it's going to take him what twenty years of playing football if he wants mm-hmm. to do this, and that's I mean that is massive. There's no way we'll have another Tom. Ever, I don't think. No. And this could be, I guess, a cold take that could come out in uh, like 2040 or something if yeah. that happens. But anybody that's expecting Patrick Mahomes to do, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is like, okay, I got to win eight fucking Super Bowls. I yeah. got to get to 20 of them in 10, or I got I got to get to 10 of them in 20 years or whatever. Every other year, it's just that's going to be a tall, tall task, especially, you know. If he's going to run in defensive lines and try to beat the fuck out of him like they did last night or whatever.
2: No, I mean, before Tom came around, if you won four Super Bowls, you were the greatest of all time as far (laughs) as winning Super Bowls. Now Tom's here, and then Romo's saying you have to win eight, which is double what normally (laughs) has to happen. I mean, there's not a chance. There's not ever going to be someone as successful as Tom Brady.
0: Ever. In any sport. That's right. I'm joking, I'm joking. Did Brady finally Serena, pass Jordan? I mean, I mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> Serena, though, what she won every uh, tournament, I think, for 15 yeah, years yeah. straight.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I'm not a big tennis guy, mm-hmm. obviously, but I do remember being for like a solid decade or so where it was like, oh, Serena won another mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Tiger obviously had mm-hmm. that run of dominance. Federer. Or, Federer. Nadal. Federer, yeah, Nadal, that type of thing. But the team sport Correct. aspect of it. The biggest league, you know what I mean? The parody that's supposed to happen because of the way the league is run with drafts and salary caps and everything like that. It's unbelievable. Ryan Clark called him the, uh, his own organization this morning. Yeah. Like he's his own. The organization mm-hmm. of Tom Brady TV has done 12. this. Now, it's only one year out of New England, obviously. Yeah. But him already having success and seeming to have that team ready to go for until he wants to retire is unbelievable. Ty Schmidt is here as well. Aaron Rodgers wins MVP this weekend. We will talk about that because you know, it was an awesome run with him this year.
1: It really was and and who would have thought that the uh, NFC Championship was actually the Super Bowl. No, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it pretty much was. No one will <laughs> no one will say that, but i tell you what, I don't know if the Packers would have laid an egg like that against the, the Bucks, if given the opportunity in the Super Bowl. Just well, something to think about. NFC
0: Championship was a hell of a game last oh, yeah. night, not so much. Zito is here. We'll talk to him about the poll. But joining us now, fresh off of his second Super Bowl dub, ladies and gentlemen, quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, friend of the show, Clyde Christensen. Yeah! Yeah!
5: I don't know if fresh is the right word, but uh, <laughs> here, How's
0: that? How was last night? What an unbelievable time, Clyde. What an unbelievable time last night. I would assume, much like every coach and every team and every game, you were very confident going in there. But as that night was unfolding, what was the thoughts going through your head? A guy who's been to three Super Bowls now, one, two, and been around football forever at this point.
5: Oh, it was special. It's a good good day to be in Tampa Bay, I'll tell you that. It was a heck of a night, and... uh, knew something was something was in the air every once in a while Tom gets that look and uh, sometimes I have a look and my three-year-old grandson said I, you're scaring me and uh, sometimes Tom gets that look and he scares me and I just get out of the way and he had that look last night so that that was one of those nights where you, you just there was a, a resolve in his eyes that was unbelievable that was that really really scares me I, I, get, I get away from him.
0: Well, okay, so let's talk about that. And I hear the grandkids in the back, by the way. I hope everybody is celebrating. Hey, Grandpa did it. Yeah. Did it I hope they're celebrating there. Even though you look like you could be a father to a very young child at this point, because of the <laughs> incredible moisturizing, I think you've done throughout your. Let's talk about what was happening. They didn't talk about it on the show. Tom Brady goes to the sideline. He's yelling at the sideline. No, something like that. Was that a call, a play call, a a what was that? What was he yelling about? We didn't get much talk about that on the broadcast last night or afterwards. Yeah, I don't know
5: exactly. He, you know, he just, he just. He wants everyone on edge, and he, you know, he thinks if there's one little lapse, you know, and and just we blew a couple opportunities in that thing early. And he wanted to make sure that didn't keep happening, and you know, he's he's been in enough of them. He knows how they go, and he just he just kind of has a feel for how they'll go. And uh, if he feels like, hey, we missed on that goal, they had a goal line stand and had hey, give him, you know, give him a gave away some points right there, and so he'll 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 get after some folks and just in a positive way, but but. uh you know he 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 knows how these games go, and he knows they can slip away fast.
0: How on the offensive side, I had a uh, parlay that hit um, <laughs> Gronkowski touchdown, Antonio Brown touchdown, Leonard Fournette touchdown, Gronk over receiving yards okay so that hit for $25,000 coach I mean you had a great night last night you had a great night last night obviously I hit for twenty five grand there after losing 30000 on a coin toss but whenever you whenever you see this is your first year I think around Gronk and around Antonio and Leonard Fournette and the guys that kind of got added to this Buccaneer squad because you were there last year with BA and Jameis and everybody what was it like kind of watching this team form with the new guys coming in out of retirement some guys out of a a lot of question Leonard for just got what was it like kind of watching that whole offense come together in this crazy covid protocol time
5: it was, it was really cool and it was cool to watch tom work you know because that's where it all falls right all of a sudden you put new pieces in the huddle and that can make some quarterbacks get all jittery and uncomfortable and out of their comfort zone this guy this guy pulls them in and takes them under his arm they live at his house they eat at his house he's in their ear and he just does a masterful job and I told you before on the show, you know, Gronk is like his little brother. I mean, they are unbelievable together. But how he took A.B. and Fournette and some of those other guys and just said, you know, hey, you're part of this team. You're you're a key part of this team. You're, there's going to be a point where you're going to have to win some of these games. And Fournette came up big in the playoffs. And A.B. played big in the playoffs and had another one last night. And, uh, you know, that's what he does a great job of where – You know, the average quarterback kind of, hey, don't change anything right now. He's, hey, get another piece in here. Get another piece in here. This guy, you know, I'll find a way that we'll get some production out of this guy. And uh, so I was laughing this morning. We're talking about A.B. And A.B. on his touchdown catch was supposed to go down and in and then pop back out. He goes out and pops back in. And, you know, I'm kind of going through the head. did he run the right route? Did he just do opposite of what he was supposed to do? And we hit it for a touchdown, and and uh, and that that was the case. And that and that's where <laughs> Brady doesn't get thrown for a loop. He just hits the guy. Hey, you get open? I'll hit you. And uh, that's where he's pretty darn unique. A lot of quarterbacks are. Hey, he's supposed to do this A to B to C. This guy, hey, you know, A B goes C to F back. <laughs> just hits him for a touchdown, and. uh, it was unbelievable. I'll give you one funny story from our last quarterback meeting and unofficial. Don't get it. But we walk in and he in and, and talking about your betting. But Brady was talking about He goes, hey, I got an idea. There's a half yard over under for me rushing for a half a yard in the Super Bowl. Here's what I'm saying. We all put in one million dollars And in the first time there in two, three techniques. I'm going to gain six <laughs> we're going to sit on that thing and protect it the rest of the way, and we're going to fund our offseason. And, uh, and so we were all, I go, you can't, can He goes, I promise you if we have a million on it, I will not get sacked. We will not lose the <laughs> we <will> not lose <laughs> five yards. So, we didn't do it, FYI, for the record, or, uh, IRS and uh, NFL. <laughs> it was just a joke, just a joke. But uh, he was funny because he knew someone had told him, hey, there's, a, there's an over-under for you rushing for a half a yard in the Super Bowl. So hey, the quarterbacks all talked about, hey, we may all throw some money in there and uh, and see if we could uh, pay That's for
0: a nice
5: vacation or something.
0: Clyde, there was like thousands of bets last night. I'm sure we could have bet somewhere on how you would be wearing your mask if like deep yeah. enough. Yeah. If you look deep enough, there was betting on everything because, you know, last game of the season. And for you, it's always tough whenever you have the last game of the year, you know, especially obviously for a guy who's been in the game this long, you have a lot of feelings for your players and care for each other and, you know, Season ends. You don't know what the team's going to look like next year. You have no idea who's going to be back. You have no clue. Tom, during his speech last night, said, we'll be back, I think is what he said. We will be back or whatever. And then he told the group, he was like, we all knew this was going to happen, right? We all knew this was going to happen, that type of thing. What are your thoughts going forward? It seems like you guys are only going to get better.
5: I think so, and uh, you know we're, we we still we're, we're okay cap wise and stuff. We got some neat pieces. I think Tom holds it together a little bit because guys want to play with him, and you you don't know how many years he's got. He's going to keep going, and man, you get a chance to play with him, and we get a lot of that's what you know. All of a sudden, he comes, and we get Gronk, and you know, AB, and some of these Verned, and you know, pe- people want to play with those guys, and it was the same effect in with Peyton in, uh, in Indy, you know, that they want to play with a legendary and not to mention a guy who can get him the ball if you're a skilled guy and give him a chance to, to put up some numbers. So I think we'll hold this thing together. It'll never be the same that the way this thing's set up. And I think that's one of the sad parts that, you know, that is the last game for that team as that team, you know, I mean, there's going to be changes. There has to be. And man, you know, for I, you know, when you get as old as me, it's not. You know, it's way not about me. It's just to watch those guys, to watch Fournette had come out and have a great super. That was great to hug AB and just see him. You know that there's a guy who maybe things weren't going quite the way he had drawn him up, and you know now to come in and just have those touchdown catches down the stretch, and you know just have fun playing football. That that that's special stuff. And you've been there. That, that that that's that's really that's a that's a special couple hours. You know, couple hours after that game when you just are hugging and man oh man it's it's cool really cool
0: you had a long night last night cloud were you housing some diet cokes yeah. last night yeah no yeah we we we, we,
5: we went hard I'm, I'm i've come out a little bit since you knew me you know there's you know oh. but uh you, you never know it's turned into a pool party this morning so we went Straight from downtown to a pool party with the grandkids. So versatile. I'm versatile at uh, <laughs> five
0: years old. The range, the range that you have. Um, Leonard Fournette talked about. You know. Tom texted him all texted the team all week. We will win or something like that. Uh not 100% sure if that's accurate or not. You can clear that up. But also somebody last night, I forget who it was, said I think it was Shaquille Barrett said Tom spoke to the team before the game. Was that at the hotel? Was that what was that whole thing? And has this been like a a very interesting thing to watch with Tom like watch him operate and see like why Tom is Tom here.
5: Absolutely. And I think, you know, I don't think he even ever had a doubt I think I shared last time like we played so bad in that opening game and he gets on the bus he goes hey I know exactly what we got to do and like he just has that assurance PA has that same swag that you know I don't think there was ever a doubt that we weren't going to make the Super Bowl and win the thing and uh you know I was I was sitting there going geez I don't know if we'll be 500 if we don't get playing better and uh but those those guys he just he just sees it and and just has a great feel for it and and uh so he he gave a heck of a talk before the game to the team and just talked about, you know, what the you get to this point and to win this thing and, you know, this team will always be this team that won a Super Bowl together and you and I share that, you know, like like just when you do things special together that it's, it's for life and uh, that's what's great about our sport. That's why, you know, I think that's what's kept me in coaching for 43 years, man, to to, you know, I don't know where you get that. I don't know I don't know that uh a state farm agent has that same feeling for his <laughs> fellow workers. And you know, that you just, you just, you know, not to knock state farm agents. I love my state farm <laughs> Love state farm agents. I'm just saying there's nothing like that locker room and there's nothing like a bunch of men in total joy and just achieve something together. It's, 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 I don't know where else you find it. I, I couldn't find it anywhere else. And that's why I've done what I've done for, for all these years and get such a kick out of seeing guys be successful and have fun. And, uh, and uh, really, really
0: a joy. You would sell so much insurance, though, dude. Uh, oh man, <laughs> you'd be racking up money forever in that insurance game. If mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, what I, mean? I know coaching's great. Hey, coaching's great, but <laughs> you would have been Fuck great. Me.
5: Well, starting next week, I'll be fighting for my life again for the next year. So, uh, you know, I may be selling life insurance <laughs> for a coach. That's always a reality. So, you know, the more relationships your staff, I may, I'll be in the studio there trying to sell, sell a couple term policies.
0: <laughs>
5: but right now, I'm right now I'm going to enjoy this one for at least a week or two. Though.
0: Yeah, you should. Uh, you deserve it. The the Tom talking to the team before the game, is that. Does, B, does he tell B.A. that? Does B.A. get a feel for that? Was that, like, how does that, is it organically happen? And does he just stand up and just start talking? Like, how does it work?
5: Here's the genius of B.A. It organically happens, but B.A. lets people be themselves. Like, stuff that drives the average coach crazy, he's good with. It's just who they are. You know, they all have such different personalities. I think Andy Reid has that same quality that he lets those guys be who they are. And if, if Tom, you know, he trusts Tom, to the max, you know, and, and so if Tom says, "Hey, okay, Coach, good." Hey, everyone else up in here, I need, to, you know, let me talk to the team for a second. And uh, Coach is all kind of rolled out of there, and I kind of hit in the corner to hear what he was saying. And uh, <laughs> but, but he, yeah, so so BA is great with that. That's where he's, that's where he really is a genius, and he doesn't get rattled by the little things that maybe some coaches would, including me, throw them all off track and get us out of our lane. You know, he's he's phenomenal that way.
0: Well, as soon as he got the trophy, uh, he said. It's for all the coaches and players, I didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a hell of a speech and why B.A. is B.A. Go ahead, Ty.
1: Coach, I'm assuming with uh, Tom, it, it, he makes it kind of impossible for it to happen, but how do you keep like the team in the third quarter when you guys, the game is basically over? How do you make sure these guys keep their foot on the gas and don't let a uh, team like the Chiefs crawl back into it?
5: Uh, who's wearing a Patriots
1: Yeah, switch? that's here. Yeah, that's here. Yeah, he loves
0: Tom, though. Nah. They uh,
5: you know, you know what? That's what you don't have to worry about that with Tom Brady. When you have great leadership, you don't have to worry about the third quarter because he's not gonna let that. He's not letting them take the foot off the gas. And the uh, the guy who also is just like that is Ba and Ba is the guy at halftime. That that halftime drive, like you know, I'm old school. You know, coached by the numbers, Ba's and like, hey, let's go try and score here. You know, we got 14 seconds. You know like and I'm going hey let's just sit on this thing we got a lead let's go you know these last two games you've seen two really genius drives by BA where the average guy just sits on the thing runs the clock out and goes in for halftime with a lead you know we get the touchdown at at Green Bay we get we go on a heck of a long drive right there it was unbelievable and I think you know that's where BA just keeps his foot on the pedal and you know sometimes I'm trying to Yank his foot off of the pedal, you know. <laughs> like, you know hey, try to pop it <laughs> in <into laughs>
0: right the deep
4: one,
5: you know. Just, hey, let's take a shot of, you know. Let's run it and just run some more clock. And I think the other thing, you know, that Mahomes is so good that I don't think at any point, all the way till the very end, do you literally you're just scared to death that this guy could score three touchdowns so quick, yank a Super Bowl trophy, you know, right out of your hands, and uh, so. I think the opponent kept us, kept us going. And, and this has kind of been that team, just an aggressive, aggressive, just keep playing team. Like we, we don't, you know, we only have one speed. We just go, you know, we just go. And we, we, you know, I think that's been kind of BA's mantra and signature. And, and this team's kind of been that, I think Brady's kind of adopted it. You know, Brady's been more of a, you know, Hey, by the numbers, let's hit our check downs, let's play football exactly the proper way. And all of a sudden now, you know, we're, We're on two-minute drives when maybe you should be sitting out, you know. And and, uh, so I I think it's really – I think he's been fun. If we had a good moment on the bench, I said, you know, at that halftime, I go, go, you know, no one's going to accuse us of being uptight or not aggressive. (laughs) That that isn't happening. And uh, this is a loosey-goosey bunch, and we go hard and uh, play hard, and I think that's a
0: direct reflection of B.A., well, when Tom showed up wearing white pants and incredible tan jacket, oh, yeah. I mean, it was just like, all right, here we go. This guy is a walking rock star. And I think one of the weird things to your point about you guys being scared to death, there was like three minutes and something left in the game and they were shooting Tom on the sideline and he was game. And then somebody said something, I think it was Byron Leftwich, and he started to smile. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like is Tom enjoying this right now? Cause normally Tom would be yelling about the kneel down. Like, hey, let's go. We're doing this whole thing. It felt like it wasn't until there was like three minutes, two minutes. You guys were up twenty two at this point. It felt like it wasn't until then was it all good. And back to your point about back to your point about BA stepping on throats. Whenever he was up for the Chicago Bears job and he didn't get the job and then he went to Arizona and they played against the Bears and then in the second half they were up like 21 or something like that he threw I think it was like 15 straight deep balls on him <laughs> <laughs>
4: like that is just
0: something that that is Bruce Arians he's like hey you want to play baby let's go let's go ahead and play Diggs, what do you got? He
5: he's the same on the golf course I mean he he is you know He's going to birdie the hole or he's going to crash. And you know, he's going to go birdie or triple. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, and, and he is funny. And, and uh, he's a blast to play golf with because that's his life. That's exactly how he lives, you know. But that's how he golfs. That's how he coaches football. That's how he lives. That's how he is in relationships, you know, that he's all in, man. He's a loyal. I think that's what you got to look Half that team was, we were together at 82. Half our staff was together at 82 in Temple. Todd Bowles, Kevin Ross, Keith Armstrong, me, Nick Rapone—we were all coaching at Temple in '82 together in the inner city of, of Philadelphia, and just having a blast. We were all 25, and and uh, just getting into coaching. He had just come from Bear Bryant's staff, and you know, Todd Bowles told a story this week where he really thought he was trying to kill some people, like literally old school. You get off a plane of a loss okay get him to the field we're going out and practicing right now and uh and uh, so that's that's kind of, that's kind of our deal but man you, you talk about you know loyalty you, you know you put bruce arians as picture you know loyalty aggressiveness like those are things that's just who he is and uh, pretty darn special
2: thanks Coach, you talked about uh, trying to enjoy this for a week or two. However, Tom said last week that uh, the new season begins directly after the Super Bowl, and he thinks next year is going to be better. So have you cleared with Tom your vacation time yet? Yeah, what are you doing? Are you hiding the phone?
5: Well, let, let me just say this. I, I had a big package of uh, TB12 vitamins and dietary supplements and stuff on my porch today. So I told you last week it's not going to be a pleasant off season for me. But – uh, but, uh Whatever he's doing, I'm taking it. Because that that sucker, for 43, you start trying to find someone who accomplished very much at in their 40s. And it doesn't happen in the NFL, and especially at quarterback. Just doesn't happen. Rare ground. I'll give you a great story. So last night, you know, the, if you've been in these things, like all of a sudden the horn goes off and families are coming down and people are flooding the field and they're putting up, you know, the stage, et cetera. So I never see Tom. I never saw Tom after the game. I, I, I didn't – never saw him. And uh, – I had my granddaughter down there, and I'm trying to get her around, and you know, get her to the right spot. So I didn't end up seeing him. So I go to bed, whatever time, three thirty or four this morning, Jeez. and I go, you know, I'll get my moment with him, and just you know, and and then all of a sudden, at about seven forty-five, I get a FaceTime call, and I'm, you know, I'm literally just getting sleep out of my eye, and he's laying there relaxed, and he just, you know, it's Tom, and he just goes, "Hey, Coach, you know, I didn't find you last night. I didn't get a chance to tell you how much." I've appreciated it, oh. you and your work, in this year, and, uh, you know, so there he is FaceTiming me at 8 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, first thing, and and that's who he is. That's, that's who the guy is, and uh, he's talking to my grandkids, they're all crawling all over the thing, and uh, he's talking to all the grandkids, and just laying there relaxing, and after with 10 trillion things on his plate to do today, he picks up the phone and just makes sure that, hey, coach, appreciate you, and... Uh, and man, a lot, lot, of, lot of what a heck of a year we had together.
0: Hey, we appreciate you too, man.
5: Yeah. You're the best uh, on here, good coach. Stuff. Good, good stuff. I appreciate you guys. I can't think of a better place to go have fun and celebrate after a Super Bowl than this show. Hey, so
0: hey you anytime you want to come on here, Clyde. Hey, you win a couple more Super Bowls, you come on here anytime you want. Congratulations. <laughs> I appreciate you. late Quarterback coach for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion for the second time. Clyde Christensen, thank yeah, you, yeah. you.
5: Appreciate the, you, man.
0: He's the best, dude. Yes. Yeah.
5: yeah. All
0: right, quick story. <laughs> <laughs> he does that when uh, you're doing anything with him, too. You'll bring something up. You'll mention something. And he'll be like, oh, good story. And then he'll just like, start <laughs> talking about it. I mean, he's talking about coaching in the 80s or whatever. Yeah. He's been around a long time. Any coach, right, he has a connection with. Mm-hmm. Any player, basically. AQ was telling me the last time – uh, whenever the NFC Championship game, whenever they were in Lambeau or whatever, AQ, and Clyde was sitting on the bench before the game or whatever, and Clyde would go, we used to have great battles up here. <laughs> Reggie White. Oh, Tampa used to be in the same division as Green Bay. I used to come up here every single year. It was a battle. Cold, cold, cold. <laughs> but a battle. He's just like a, a quarterback coach, which is where he's kind of made his entire career. He's been offense coordinator a couple of times, but he really finds his groove at that position coach level where it's like, you can still be, cause he can go fight for Tom in the meetings as opposed to like the offensive coordinator who has to kind of uh, like kind of talk. I don't want I to say anybody's talking down for Tom, but the offensive coordinator and the head coach, right? They're kind of like the ones that are supposed to be in charge of the, the position room quarterback coach. He's always been like the ally of, you know, like if the quarterback wants something changed, Clyde's job is to help that happen, but attack from a different, angle because so he's always been allies with basically all of his players so it's always just like uh he has stories for that gets along with everybody fucking og in this football thing i love that man him and i going through full practices on saturdays so me having to go through place him holding a call sheet and then just uh all right, number two if we get to number two go ahead this will be all right go ahead go Ducks, please, ducks. <laughs> good, good, good. I think we can do a play action. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously he had no control over that, right? It was just his job, him and Frank Reich's job to get me ready for that. But them hyping me up, Clyde hyping me up, he's like, first play we're gonna do. They're gonna think we're they're gonna think we're running it. What are you gonna do? Yep, you're gonna pull it, you're gonna throw that. TY TY down the seam probably. Sixty, seventy yards, I see it. He's just always upbeat, always positive. <laughs> I got a chance to play on a football team in the NFL that happened to have a guy playing quarterback that went into the Hall of Fame just last night officially. Mm -hmm. A man who walked through a casino and told me, hey, how about that red 18? And then walked off and proved to me that this guy is potentially a time traveler. A man that outworked every single human I'd ever seen in my life, was way too nice to me, was a quarterback in two different cities, winning Super Bowls for both. Ladies and gentlemen, a name synonymous with the game of football in the league that it is. Joining us now, Peyton Manning.
4: Yeah!
0: How are
6: hey, you? I'm going to take you, take you with me everywhere with that kind of introduction. <laughs> right, it's, uh, uh, I want to hear
0: that again. Well, I don't know if I I could run it back or not. You deserve it. I've always told people you were incredibly nice to me, too nice to me. There was no reason for you to be as nice as you were to me. And you were like that with everybody. And I heard you talking to Jeff Saturday last night. the, The team was the biggest thing for you. What was it about football you think that made you just fall in love, like in play forever and dedicate your entire life to it?
6: Yeah, Pat, just that, just the team aspect of it. Uh, always like team sports, you know, where you got guys to help you if you're having a tough day, and uh, you can help them if they're maybe struggling. And we're sitting on the bus uh, right here. I got Calvin Johnson in front of me, Alan Fanica, John Lynch, and Charles Woodson, Drew Pearson are on the, on the bus behind us. But that's all we've been talking about is, is the teammates uh, like yourself, the memories, the locker room talks, the plane rides. That was the best part about it. I mean, the the football plan was great, but if it was just that, you didn't have those friendships and memories that you made with those guys that you were working hard with, the equipment managers, uh, all of it. It all mattered to me, and uh, it, it's been fun kind of going down memory lane these past couple days.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining us, especially from where you're joining us at right now, because we'll just say that the entire Hall of Fame class of 2020 was on the show, because <laughs> I do believe they've coughed in the background. You know, I heard them. I heard him back there. Um, taking a trip down memory lane, I'm sure, it was awesome. Uh, your relationship with Jim Irsay is one that's very fascinating to me, okay? Because whenever he made the decision, they made the decision to move on, and you go out to Denver, and the press conference happens and everything like that. Our world changed drastically back in Indianapolis, by the way. I don't know if you heard or not, but everything changed drastically back there. Then you go on. You have great success at Denver, and now – I just saw a picture of you getting out of, I think, a 757 that is from Jim Irsay. What was that? And have you ever been in that plane before?
6: It was, uh, it was, I, I thought it was like a, the team plane to fly all of the Indianapolis Colts. I, uh, literally, I mean, it's got the logo on it, uh, Pat, and uh, it was awesome. But uh, look, that's just Jim. Pat, I had a wonderful 14 years there. It, I, it's obviously the team that I wanted to play for always. Things happen. I got injured. Uh, you know, Colts get the first-round pick. It, you know, to be bitter and to be you know frustrated, it's like it ruined everything you worked for in those 14 years. So Jim Mersey drafted me. He always had my back, and so um, I, I understood the 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 decision he had to make, and no hard feelings. And uh, for him to send his plane to fly me and my son down here uh that was a great great gesture a lot of room for me and Marshall. we were throwing the football <laughs> 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 pretty uh pretty uh pretty cool experience pretty cool father-son weekend
0: yeah i could fathom and i'm i'm happy you're enjoying fatherhood you know and i think that's something that i'm not 100 percent sure if i ever talk to you about but i think the world by the way as he's moving from event to event right now <laughs> you are the best dude where are you headed right now
6: I'm going to the game. I'm going to the game. I got Lynch. I got
0: Fannica. I got these guys
6: in the background. So. Boys,
0: how you? Congratulations! Yeah. Congratulations, boys! All right, Peyton. Oh, hey, there he is, Marshall. I hope you enjoyed that plane, pal. Hey, Peyton. <laughs> last thing here. Um, you talking to Tom Brady? You becoming friends with him? Uh, it was interesting to watch. Oh yeah, take the photo. Take the photo. <laughs> 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 all right we will wrap this up you talking to Tom Brady how much does that happen did you did Clyde Christensen yourself and Tom have a convo before he went to Tampa how has that transition been and do you feel like you're one of the only people he can talk to about his entire experience in the NFL well
6: I'll tell you Pat um, I don't think anybody can do what, what Tom has done look I know how hard it was for me to get on the same page with my receivers learn a new system learn new coaches but i had a full off season i was injured i was rehabbing the fact that tom has done this in a covid pandemic off season no time to meet with his receivers he met with his coaches illegally by breaking into byron (laughs) leverage's house Uh, so besides that uh it's been incredible what he's been able to accomplish and uh he deserves all the credit his leadership is, is what's put the bucks in this game today and uh I have great respect for him because I know how hard it is, but uh, he deserves all the credit.
0: Hey, how did you know Red 18 was coming? Pat,
6: I mean, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you telling that story and and just growing the legend. That was about the 18th time I tried it. I was <laughs> 17 going into that and, you know, when it doesn't hit, you just keep walking and nobody ever really tells you about it. So when it hit, I was as surprised as you were, and uh, the reaction from, from some of the some of the good old folks there in the casino that night was uh, pretty
0: special. Well, I appreciate you doing that. You made me and those folks in the casino a bunch of money. Congrats on the Hall of Fame nod. Thank you for spending time. Enjoy yourself at the game, Peyton.
6: Pat, thanks, pal. I appreciate you. The she-
0: you. the sheriff, Hall of Famer, Peyton. I want to let you know that um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh, yeah. And for a lot of guys, that can mean added pressure to perform. Luckily, with Roman, you can relax. Hell yeah. Whether you're dealing with ED or you're more concerned about lasting longer in a sack, Roman's got you covered. For a limited time, Roman has special offers to make sure you're ready for Valentine's Day. Get up. (laughs) Get up. Get up now. Get Get up. Get up. It's $35 off your first month of ED treatment. It's not supposed to be read.
1: Podcast. Oh, no. Oh,
0: boy. That's podcast, right? I can clip that. Congrats yeah. to that. Yeah. Go, uh, getroman.com slash USA to USA. get started. That's getroman.com slash USA to get started. Get up to $35 off your first month of ED treatment. So does ED treatment come at different prices? Like, uh, you're going to need a lot more. Okay, you get $35 yeah. off. You have this. Uh, like, how does that work? I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But you can go find out and take care of your problem. Mm. Get up. Get $35 up. off your first month of ED treatment when you go to slash usa Complete your online visit by February 10th for guaranteed delivery by Valentine's Day. For a limited time, get up to $35 off your ED treatment. If prescribed and if you purchase swipes, you'll get a free bottle of lube added to your order.
4: Oh, oh right up in you know that, that. Really. really? While, while supplies last.
0: <laughs> Shout out to them. <laughs> All right, so for a limited time, you get up to $35 off your first month of E.D. treatment if prescribed. Okay, so you can't just be self-diagnosing. No, you know? no, no. <laughs> you can't be like, hey, what's going on, diner? Yeah. you got to see the doc. But anyway, as you get prescribed that, that is the place to go. And if you purchase swipes, you'll get a free bottle of lube added to your order. Ordered by February 10th, guaranteed by Valentine's so Day. Nice you nice guys spice up the lover's day.
2: Let's go. Hell yeah. Whoa.
0: We're about to have two legendary guests from uh, Big Ten schools. Ooh. Big Ten schools. Two Big Ten school humans will be joining us. Two Big Ten Super Bowl champions will be joining us just in moments. Uh, before we get going any further, we did have somebody DM us a rather important message. Uh, Clyde Edwards Allaire, if uh, you are listening, there's a man who found your bag at the Kansas City airport. Yep. It doesn't sound like it's legit at all because he would have <laughs> hopped on the team plane and the team would have probably had the bags and everything like that. But the guy sends pictures of a bag that he picked yeah. up at the airport. They found at the airport. I don't know if this guy works at the airport or whatever. It definitely has Clyde's jersey yeah. and everything. <laughs> and everything, everything you can. In the picture. We're not going to post that, obviously. But the guy's name is... Uh, it is uh, the names underscore Woody. So the actual underscore and then Woody. The names... Underscore Woody. Woody with a Y or IE. uh with a Y. C E H. Your shit's in this guy's. This guy has your yeah. shit. We just yeah. saw the picture of it, and it's. It would. It would not be. We would not be doing the world a favor. It sounds like it's probably not real, but the pictures are pretty damning. Yeah. Clyde, this guy wants to give you back your stuff. Hopefully, he doesn't rip you off in this whole thing. At the names underscore Woody. Yes. I assume he works at the airport. Mm mm-hmm. The oh, guess. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Why is he going through bags? Yeah. True. Woody might be a scumbag. (laughs) But Woody, also potential hero in this thing. Yeah. Clyde, if you need a bag, go ahead and get that. Speaking yeah. of needing a bag, I would assume this man is needing a bag to potentially puke in. Or maybe a bag uh, to, uh, of water, you know, to, to chug down. I would assume he had a very long night. When I talked to him earlier, it seemed like he was still in the middle of the celebration, even though he had just woken up. Uh, alongside A.J. Hawk, ladies and gentlemen, Super Bowl champion player and coach. A.Q. Yeah.
7: Hey, boys. A.J., how's it feel to be a Super Bowl champ? It looks like there's only two of us here,
0: huh?
7: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, all right. All
0: Feels right. good, man. Congrats. Hey, congrats. Congrats. Thanks for allowing me on this Super Bowl conversation with you two. That is very, very nice of you. Now, interesting conversation to be had about that, though. Whenever you became a free agent... And we saw what was going on down in Tampa Bay. I thought about getting back in shape and going and trying to kick down there. Conversations with you, you were trying to get down there. It felt like everybody that has ever been around B.A. or Clyde or Tom or everybody kind of knew what was going to happen down there. Here we are months later. You signed down there as a veteran that was in free agency, back up center, play some games, bruise your spine, start coaching. Now you're a Super Bowl champ. This has to feel pretty good for it to come to fruition the way you thought it was potentially going to.
7: Man, it couldn't be better. I mean, we, we talked about this. You know that. I mean, I tried to get down there. Um As soon as Tom went down, there, just like a lot of other guys around this league to try to get down. My voice sounds terrible. I am still fucked up. (laughs) I apologize. You deserve it. Hey, pal. You deserve
0: it. Man.
7: But God, it came I mean, it it was it was so fun to be a part of. I mean, and you know, you sit there, we're seven and five and it's like, Man, we gotta get this thing rolling and then you reel off, what is it, nine or ten in a row? I mean, it was it was it was an incredible thing to be a part of. It was incredible to watch this (laughs) thing rolling. I think I listened to your show the other day and I heard Clyde Christensen say this, who, by the way, was on the show earlier, I think. Right. And, uh, he said, we need another eight games to play our best football. And I think he's probably right. We were just getting better and better and better and better. And Tom just kept getting more comfortable and kind of putting his own nuances on this thing. And, uh, last night was a thing of beauty. You can't say enough about our defense too. They played out of their minds and uh, to limit that team and that offense and how talented they are to zero touchdowns was a thing of beauty to watch.
3: Aq, hey you know, obviously firsthand, like how tough it is to to block up teams that are rushing the passer so well, and, and what you were able to do with the Bucks. They run a lot of twists and games and stunts and everything. How tough is that? Because we know the the Kansas City O line was kind of patchworked together with injuries. Like if you're not that experienced together, how tough is it to block?
7: So hard. I mean, offensive line is probably the those five guys have to be in unison and it's so it's so crazy to think like okay you just pull one guy out and you're so used to playing with a guy for 10 12 weeks and this new guy that's in plays just a little different steps a little different and you're expecting him to do something maybe a little different again like you said on twists or passing off stunts or doing things like that and it may be completely different than what you what you've been used to all year so um credits credit to our defense, credit to Coach Bowles putting that thing together. And, I mean, they just – they got home with four all night. It was awesome. I mean, they were able to just sit back seven guys in coverage. And um, Vitavea, having him back the last two weeks was Hey, he's enormous. unbelievable,
0: huh? He, Vitavea is a player?
7: He's unbelievable. I mean, I've had to go against him since the minute I got here. I mean, he's – 375 pounds and as athletic of a guy as anybody that's 300 even 290 I mean he's he's such a good player and he made such a difference and key contribution the last couple weeks having him in there
0: What was your coaching style going in the Super
7: Bowl you know <laughs> did you like
0: to keep the boys loose out there you know as player coach you know what was your style going in there
7: Yeah they were loose it was awesome I mean you could you could see it I mean heck I called you what early last week two weeks i said hey we're gonna beat these guys up i mean it was that was the feeling like around this place it was it was awesome i mean the guys were loose they were playing with swag they they had confidence i mean they they everybody on this team in this locker room could feel this thing coming and it was awesome i mean it was awesome to be a part of they were they were just ready to get this thing rolling i mean by like wednesday thursday of the second week it was like man can we just get to the game like we're ready to go
0: Hey, people are taking pay cuts or offering up to take pay cuts already to keep the roster around. Now that you're going to be a highly sought-after coach, are you willing to get paid nothing to be a part of that team still? You want to go on the record and say you'll take no money at all because you just want to be a good coach for the team?
7: I won't say that, but I do know that uh, getting into coaching, it looks like I'm going to have to take quite a pay
2: cut.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, were you able to relax at all before the, the the final second ticked off? I'm just wondering, was there a moment in the fourth quarter where you said, okay, I'm going to be a Super Bowl champ?
7: There was a moment, I think, whenever, you know, I think we got the ball maybe backed up on our own 10 or so, and we ran the ball maybe nine or 10 plays in a row. We ended up punting it like midfield, and Pinion had a great punt, downed him inside the 10. But that point where we ran the ball, one, two, first down. One, two, first down. One, two, and you take six, seven minutes off the clock, and now you look up and there's whatever seven and a half, eight minutes left in the game, and you're up by three scores. It's like, this is about to happen. This is about to happen. So, I mean, that was that was a pretty cool moment. And then once it hit around four or five minutes, I mean, heck, you start seeing guys hugging each other on the sideline. It, it was, it was, it was real. It was awesome.
0: Hey, talk about the offensive side of the ball there as the season went on. Obviously, you went from being player to being coach, so you're seeing all angles of that offense being developed, whether it's Tom introducing more stuff into B.A. or B.A. introducing a more like, hey, we're going to go for it type mentality into Tom. The evolution of that offense, if you guys did have another eight weeks, what do you think would continue to add to it? Why do you think it started gelling late from your uh, particular viewpoint on the whole thing? Why did it start going?
7: I think uh, just the more and more comfortable Tom got. That was it. I mean, honestly, I mean, it was the other guys were comfortable with the stuff And the more and more comfortable. He got, they, I mean, you can look back at all of the years the BAs coached quarterbacks in year one in his system. They've struggled a little bit. They've thrown more interceptions. Tom did not. You know, he was willing to not try and force things, but it's just he had to just keep getting more and more comfortable with the things. And when he did, I mean, now now the protections were shored up. You knew he had answers for everything. I mean, he, has, he had his hot routes versus blitz. He had his sight adjustments versus, versus blitz. He had, you know, his cover zero protection pickups. I mean, he had everything dialed in from the, for the last half of the season and had an answer for everything. And, you know, when he's played the game as long as he has, he's seen it. every defense. He's seen every single defense there is to throw at him. And so, you know, he sees this coming. He knows who can cover based on rotation and things like that. And then it's like, okay, cool. These guys – have, a, have an option to come so we're just going to pick these guys up and dice them up and that's, that's and what you are able saying, to do the last half of the year.
0: You're saying the big reason why people struggle is because even if you're the smart Carson Palmer struggled in this and he's known to be like a cerebral quarterback Jameis Winston threw for a lot of yards but he struggled in that offense I think Ben Roethlisberger potentially and everybody turns the ball over it's not because they can't learn the system it's because they haven't been through the system with anything popping off out of like the ordinary right like for instance in practice you practice a play you might know this play inside and out because you're an incredibly smart but if they show you something that you haven't seen against this particular play you don't know which option is the best option is that what you're saying there in like a much yeah, easier there's, fashion
7: and there's, and there's so many different nuances within each route right it's it's you know everything looks great on paper and it's like okay cool versus this coverage, we're going to do this, right? And then, what happens then when they're showing cover two, and they're rolling to cover three on the snap? Then your route and every every single um, situation changes on the fly, right? That it's just like being an offensive lineman. It's like, oh yeah, this is great. I can pick everything up whenever I see it on paper. But then you get live bullets flying, and we're playing the Packers, and AJ's running a Sam Mike blitz, and it's like, okay, now instead of just having the clean lines to oh you got this guy to that guy it's now it's now everything's moving and now everything's completely different so seeing live bullets in this system is completely different than going through it in training camp or going through it in the first seven eight weeks of the season and now you get 10 12 weeks in and you know you've seen it and things are rolling
0: AJ did you ever
3: get in on them no, I don't I don't think so. I would not take AQ on head to head. I'm trying to I'm trying to chop and get by you, AQ. I don't want really to <laughs> take that
7: If you make a move to the outside, I'm probably missing cuz I leave with my head a hold. <laughs> oh, maybe that's Uh-oh. Hey, and also oh. Also does... the short arms. Oh, cool. Guess what? Super Bowl chance. <laughs>
4: oh. <You're> right? <laughs>
3: hey, AQ uh Clyde Christensen was on earlier and I was watching Pat and he said it, it's so funny how AB possibly ran the wrong route on his touchdown. And he basically was saying it to say, this is how good Tom is, that we're in the red zone, he's in the end zone, he can adjust on the fly. Like, have you ever seen anyone else able to do that, especially at the biggest stage?
7: No, I mean, it's so impressive. I mean, just him being able to kind of just react, right? I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. He never gets flustered. And, you know, it's the biggest stage. We need a touchdown. And it's just kind of you may be expecting some out route and, you know, these guys are just kind of ad-libbing because Honey Badger's playing to the outside and boom he kind of gives the outside and back in and balls right on the money low and away where only he can catch it and it's awesome I mean no it's 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 incredible he's been so impressive to watch all year and watch him grow within this system I mean you always you always knew how great he was just from obviously six Super Bowls and you know just winning and winning and winning and winning and then to watch him just continue to grow throughout this whole thing and Put a stamp on this. I mean, he's he's, he's the best.
0: What'd you guys do? You just dive into avocado ice cream last night? Is that why your voice sucks today? <laughs>
7: I I had more beers, more whiskey, what? more what? tequila. I mean, what? I, what? my head is pounding. now. I don't what? know what, what to do. What? what? Uh, don't start this wrestling promo
4: bullshit. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> what?
0: What? 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 Did you have a
4: performance? Hey, let me know when Did- you're done. <laughs> <laughs> What? Uh. <laughs>
0: You got anything else? Well, the uh, Who performed at the after party last night? And who was everybody having a good time? Everybody, I've never been a part of a Super Bowl champion party. Okay? So think, I, fill me in. Who performed? Was everybody having a great time? How was it? Were you dancing, chugging, talking? What was your role in the entire thing as player coach here?
7: Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, Drake and Migos. Not much of a Drake and Migos guy as you could tell. More of a five-finger death punch guy. I didn't think they were going to be performing. That's again. what everybody would
0: think, yeah. Five-finger yeah. death punch. Yeah. That's what everybody would think, yeah.
7: Yeah, it's exactly, right? Yeah. But uh No, it was awesome. I mean, it was guys were just having a good time. Everybody's up till wee hours of the morning. I'm walking around Tampa just trying to find bottles of water everywhere I go right now and uh, <laughs> hasn't been successful, my voice is destroyed. It's yeah. unbelievable. I don't know when it's going to I don't think it's ever going to come back.
0: Probably not. That would be a good little scar to have for the rest of your life after winning the Super Bowl. I'm happy to hear you guys were all wearing masks at that
2: party, though. Diggs, what do you got? Thank hey, you. So where does it go from here? Did Brady get Bill Gates's yacht, and you guys meet there later, later today? Do you go straight to Tom's house? What's the next move in the celebration? Smart. Congrats, by the way.
7: Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, I don't know what the next move is. I think they're trying to work out the fact if if they can do a parade, This COVID thing, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of protocols.
0: (laughs) Didn't somebody say they thought it didn't even remember that? Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: I think we have it on tape in Arizona.
7: I don't know if it still is in Arizona. You know, it's, I mean, the guy just let I mean, they're just letting it open. I mean, some, they act like it doesn't, but this thing's a, this thing's a real thing. (laughs) Nice. Nice. it's, It's really put a damper on our parade. You guys Ooh. just need those
0: buses like the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning did just oh, yeah. to drive, drive through the I town. Think that's what
7: they're trying to work out, right? They're trying to be safe and responsible, but still let us kind of get our glory. So I hope they do the whole little boat taxis that I got some footage for. Uh, that's Hockey Talk earlier in the year, you know?
0: Ooh. That's Hockey Talk, by the way, a podcast that comes out of this Great office blood. between Nick Great Broder blood. and A.Q. Shipley who is a Super Bowl champ, but also an incredible hockey aficionado. Loves hockey. Oh, yeah. Hey, by the way, about time to get back to work huh? on the podcast, yeah, huh? Come on. Maybe no, we time. fucking
7: do I'll something. Time. When we starting back up? It's already started, dude. Show's begun already. We're like five episodes no. in. Listen, I was busy. Have you been on? Because I, I think you're the reason the Penguins stink right now. Oh. <laughs> maybe it's Foxy.
2: No. Oh. Probably. probably Foxy. Thank you.
0: It's probably Foxy. What probably. do you got, just Nick? Foxy. I,
2: I just wanted to. I just want to say, congr- oh, no. it's dead. Mike's dead. No, it's not dead. Right, I just want to say, congrats, AQ. Uh, I've been saying for a long time, I do believe karma is dead because you are a pretty terrible person and you keep having all these great things happen to you. So, congrats. Uh-huh. That
7: was nice. Thank thank you. You. I appreciate that. That was an extra compliment, Nick. I appreciate that.
0: What'd you say? We were clapping. I didn't hear it.
7: I said, I appreciate him giving me a compliment of being a terrible person, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> pleasure. <laughs>
0: Did you and AJ play against each other at Big Ten football?
7: No, I think we missed each other. He, I thought it was which, Joe what, Paul's what was your game. Last year, 05?
0: Yeah, O
3: five season. 06 bowl game.
7: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was uh red shirt, I think, that year and then uh I've never heard of that. We had a big win against you guys that year though. <laughs> Tom Ball Lee with the sack fumble and Troy Smith, right?
3: Yeah, you got a good memory, man. You you probably – I doubt you've had any concussions either. That's right. We got beat there. It was a whiteout. It
7: was a tough one. CTE doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) AJ, why'd you
0: do it? AJ, why'd you do it? Okay. AJ, you (laughs) stared that man right in that face that he has right there. And although nobody thought five-finger death grip, you knew that he was a person that would not claim to ever have a concussion, just looking right at that face.
7: Ever. No. My spine, my spinal cord almost broke in half, and I tried to go back in the game. I don't
0: hey, Rust Belt kind of guy, we appreciate you. Congratulations, man! I'm happy for you.
7: Always a blast, boys.
0: Are you gonna be drunk now, just for the next like 72 uh, hours or so? That what bad you do bad? you just
7: start start back up? Keep this thing rolling? Should I start with mimosas right now? It's mm-hmm. Brunch time, right? Brunch? Hell oh, yeah.
0: yeah! It's almost three. <laughs> it's three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> It's brunch somewhere.
7: Yeah, it sounds like brunch. I'll see you guys.
0: <laughs> Cut, traded, signed. He was. I think he was selling some tires at one point during his Whoa. NFL career because he wasn't even on a practice squad for a bit. Now he's Super Bowl champ, just drunk walking around Tampa Bay with no CTE at all. Where was he? We didn't get. He wasn't at his house, was he? Some corner. I think he was outside of his condo. His. He has two kids, obviously a baby, and then Sky is his other, and she is awesome. Great personality. Anytime you FaceTime, she will come in. I wish he would have gave her a little Showtime. I assume he's bad dad of the year right now, though, if he's yeah. uh-huh. still drunk at 220 mm-hmm. at this point. I'd assume he is, he's not doing a lot of parenting as we speak at this moment.
3: Who do you think makes the call if they can have the parade or not? Would the NFL step in and say, hey, this isn't safe? It's not for – I don't think it's as much as the players' safety. They could spread them out. They don't
0: want a giant crowd of people jamming Uncle in there. Like, I am assuming the governor says fucking run, yeah. it, run it back. Yeah, dude. Florida. Do what you got to do. Florida's wide open. Mm. Now think about the masks, they'll say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think about the masks for sure. We were down there in Orlando oh, man. for uh, war games down there. Yeah. Right next to our, our hotel. I, I mean, it was a block party. Yeah, there was a whole Christmas celebration. It was the whole, it was just wide open. And then we flew back to Indiana and it's like, you cannot get coffee between 11 and one because the place is closed or whatever. It Three masks. Like pretty different views on this whole thing. Uh But yeah, I would assume that they, they have to protect people from themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So they'll probably have them. Maybe they'll just have them drive around the entire city on the back of it because it's hot down there, you know. Yeah. Wait oh, yeah. for a day. You guys just sit on top of those big double-decker buses or those duck boats, and you guys just kind of drive around with people in their condos and houses just yeah. wave. You know how firemen used to, or Santa Claus used to come on the back of the fire mm-hmm. truck around town. Oh yeah. That's what the awesome. Buccaneers are gonna do around Tampa for eight hours. They're just gonna drive through neighborhoods and everything, and they'll just come out in the front. Hey Gronk, you know, and Gronk would be like, ah, hey, hey, ah, slamming <laughs> beer. What That's do? what they'll
1: do. That's what the parade should be. That that would be sweet to see someone like in like the sixty seventh floor throwing a beer out, you know, and uh, grunts. <laughs> <red. Yeah. laughs> That'd be awesome. Did I you mean, guys have a parade?
3: We did. Uh, it, ours was. I mean, it was negative five hundred degrees. We we were in the stadium. We like walked a lap around the stadium and had a little uh, stage set up. Nothing at all. Uh, what celebrations are like now? I mean, they, these guys are having a bunch of fun. I know last year, especially starting off with a a car chase that got swept under the rug really kicked off the KC parade. The
0: high-speed chase right down the parade route is something that, you're right, it did get swept under the rug because of how intoxicated everybody got Mm -hmm. in the incredible moments that happened in there. That high-speed chase with two flat tires on that car, but yeah, it just oh, yeah. kept on going straight out of a movie scene. And they're like, no, 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 this is, uh, this is not. People, I thought it was fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was like a Cirque du Soleil show where they're doing something while you come into the theater. They have a a mime clown rolling around in a bubble thing, and it's like, oh, this is like the pre-show. This is a pre-show thing. And they're like, no, no, that guy really going to jail forever. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been awesome if Kelsey popped out of that car. Oh, <laughs>
4: yeah. <just no>.
0: Oh, man. Would like to be a part of that. Maybe I start punting balls again. Right, well, you and Vinny, head down one more year. Hey, Vinatieri told us yesterday he's playing still, <laughs> by the way. Really? Pretty much, yeah. He was like, you know, I, my plan was to work to see if I could get back, and I didn't feel like I could do that, and then now I'm at the point where I think I could basically is what he said. So Vinny Terry's 48 years old. He said he might take two years off and then come back when he's 50 and just kicking half a season <laughs> yeah. or whatever just to say he could do it.
3: Was he rehabbing something? Was he not healthy or what?
0: Yeah, he had knee surgery. That last year he played, he banged. I think he was hurting pretty bad. Yeah,
1: hip but... thing too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah,
0: hip, knee. I think he had a lot of things going on, but got brand new ones put in there. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's put the dust off a little bit. We've got some brand new fucking vehicles down yeah, let's here. Let's go. <laughs> what if he comes back? He'll go kick down there in Tampa. Yeah. Ryan Suckup hits a 52-yard ball last night from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl champion. Congrats to Ryan Suckup. Kicker for the Tampa Buccaneers. He was also not on the team last year. He was on the Titans, I believe, and then now he's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, I don't know what his contract status is, but I do know if Vinatieri goes and makes some calls, I believe he will get at least a workout if he wanted one. <laughs> I think if he if he wanted one at this point,
3: I would think so. Hey, do you know that uh, Tampa's special teams coach Keith Armstrong? Dude is a stud. He was in Atlanta before, and the guys. I think he's an unbelievable coach. I learned uh, a couple months ago that he – I didn't know he was in Tampa. But, yeah, B.A. knows how to hire, man. Todd Bowles, D.C., Byron, your offensive coordinator, and, and this guy, Keith Armstrong. No one talks about special teams coordinators, but this guy is legit. He's hes the real deal.
0: Man, nobody really talks about punters either until, you know, you have like a 20, 25-yarder out of your end zone. Oh, a snap.
3: Yeah. oh, man. They were just out of sorts. Like I, mm-hmm. I was like, man – it's one of those nights. It's one of those days for Kansas City. Now, Tampa Bay forced them into that. Bingo. But that's how it happened. Like Tampa Bay never let up either. But, man, they're, we said, what What did everybody say before the game? If you can get four-man pressure, you can change the game. But I don't think anyone anticipated how much they could truly
0: change the game. That entire game, though, We, uh, I mean, I might be the only one who thought this. I was like, Kansas City going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Kansas City is going to go. At some point, and then there was that dive. A lot of time left in the fourth quarter, 13 minutes left. Dive, sidearm throw hits dude in face. Normally in real life, catches normally Kansas City Chief catch that touchdown. Patrick Mahomes is doing the uh-huh. entire this thing. All of a sudden they're down. They go for two. Now they're down two scores. It's like okay, here we go. Now we have the game. And then instead, there's a couple drops. Never happens. Blowout, 22 points, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champs. It did not pan out how any of us thought. And by the way, the game might have not lived up to hype expectations. Anytime the under hits, normally that's the case, by the way, like uh, what happened last night. I still enjoyed the fuck out of the game. Uh Mm -hmm. And I'm very bummed that we don't have any more games. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Tell tell Dwayne the XFL has got to get going. They've been working harder than anybody, allegedly. I ain't fucking heard a thing. Joining us now is a man who I believe was at the Super Bowl, a guy who's been covering the NFL for like 20 years at this point, Hall of Fame player, absolute stud, friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Carter.
8: How are you, Chris? You guys give a grand introduction. (laughs) I mean, you'll keep people coming back, at least the introduction.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. And also, whenever you come on and crush, too, the next one is going to have the same. Like, you know what I mean? You came on and crushed the last time you were on this show. So we are very. I
8: don't, that was because of you.
0: No, no, no. We are grateful for you coming yeah, yeah. back. Thank you, Thank you Chris. great. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Anyways, uh, are you down in Tampa right now? You're at the game. Is that just what Hall of Famers do? You guys just go hang out there and watch the game together?
8: I wasn't a game, but I live in um, Southeast Florida in Boca Raton. So I'm back home now um, after the short commute, but a great experience. Um, didn't expect it to be the blowout um, that it was, but anytime that you see these prolific offenses and any time that they've had trouble, it comes against a great defense. And when you cannot get teams out of cover too, uh, most of the time, Myself, that's what I faced a lot in my career. Cover two, because we had...
0: Chris, explain that. Explain that. They they showed that last night. Cover two, basically, you're just...
8: Nobody gets past you, right? It's just a basic shell. You're going to go with the four-man front, and you basically believe that that front four and those two linebackers, a lot like Tampa Bay was with Tony Dungy when they had Derrick Brooks as one of those linebackers. You could see a young Derrick Brooks in Devin Smith outstanding player only 22 years old but you're going to have a four-man rush you're going to keep a nice rotation among those four players maybe six players and you are going to physically beat up the offensive line if you look at what was the mismatch of this game going into it people thought it was going to be Todd Bowles blitzing against that um, wide receiver and tight end core but it wasn't it was that defensive line going against that offensive line that was missing um, two starters in their natural position. So that that's what turned the game. Tom Brady got them off to a good start, nice, consistent start. But the ability to dominate the front by the defensive front of Tampa Bay, that's the reason why we saw the lopsided win.
0: Today's conversation has been pretty cool to be a part of, actually, because at this point, seven Super Bowls, No sign of stopping, Chris, right? Ten Super Bowls together, 20 years. Just the greatness personified in this one dude named Tom Brady. He was chirping last night. He came out, did the let's go. It was like vintage Tom Brady, basically. And now the conversation is, and I forget who started this, but there's people that are on the internet talking about they should retire 12. 12 should only be allowed to be worn by Tom Brady, nobody else. Now, Aaron Rodgers wears 12, and there's been a lot of great 12 in the history, but they're right. talking about how do we immortalize this guy? How is Tom Brady going to be able to be celebrated by the NFL community when this whole thing is all said and done? You know, Jerry West is the logo. LeBron came out and said we should retire 23. Then Jordan said something bad about LeBron. LeBron said, give me <laughs> that 23 back. We ain't doing that <laughs> shit anymore. That, but like, how do you think the NFL will go about it? Because I don't think there's going to be anybody that's ever going to be able to do this again. It's in, the, the amount of luck, I don't want to say luck, because obviously he's worked his ass off but for this long with injuries and everything to be this damn good I don't think it'll ever happen again how do you think you know it'll all go down Chris
8: well Tom's only going to do it as a team Um, a couple things with Super Bowl behind the scenes that that I was able to learn and investigative reporting Ooh. Um, the NFL tried to introduce Tampa Bay and introduce their offense and Tom Brady would would have nothing to do with And that's why you saw in, in the game that they only introduced Tampa Bay as a team and Kansas City as a team because Tom Brady would not stand outside of his teammates in anything that he decided to do. Hmm. And being at the NFL hotel um, uh, there in Tampa, um, the Brady family happened to be staying at the same hotel. So I was fortunate enough on a couple of occasions to, get the attention of Tom Brady, the original Tom Brady senior (laughs) and talk to him about the son and, um, and another family member. And their only concern was not if they won this game, it was Tom loves football so much. He loves the process of football so much. They don't know what he's going to do. So these are all conversations before the game that he's totally into it. This is definitely not a one and done season um, in Tampa Bay. So, Whatever the NFL is going to do, they're going to have a couple of years to be able to figure it out. But let's not get ahead of history the way this young society that we have. Who's to go? Who's to go? Like, let's watch this. Let's not try to get to the end of it, because it's obviously we've tried to get to the end of it four years ago, five years ago. And obviously, Tom Brady is the one. He is the one who defeats father time. So let's just watch it. Um, I do believe that number 12 should be in circulation because there are too many kids in the history of this game that have worn number 12, and I think they'll continue that.
0: You're right. The the thought of enjoying the moment is something that seems to be of the past at this particular time. And in sports, I don't feel like that happens ever either. And for Patrick Mahomes, I think we all realize, like, the potential of this dude's career, especially with how it started. Now the conversation is shifting all the way back, like, well, will Patrick Mahomes be able to accomplish anywhere near what Tom Brady's uh, been able to accomplish? And it's automatically going to a comparison of the greatest professional athlete of all time, is the conversation that Tom's getting in there now. How do you think Patrick Mahomes responds to this? How do you think the Chiefs respond to this? No touchdown in the Super Bowl, obviously. Nobody could have predicted that. How do you think this goes for Patrick Mahomes, who's another player who we should enjoy watch play? That layout, toss, drop, touchdown, insane. The dude's an absolute baller. But how do you see this playing out for him as we go forward, Chris?
8: One of the things, Pat, you know about the NFL career, being successful, it's about the organization. Mm-hmm. And it starts at the top. And I know the Hunt family, they're going to provide every resource, so to Andy Reid, Eric bien that they can be able to regroup. But if you look at it, they only need to make slight changes. They had a couple of players. They had a good offensive lineman who opted out, decided to stay in Canada north of the border and help with the pandemic because he Stop is off. a doctor. Great story in itself. But if he comes back healthy, if you get Damon Williams last year, he should have been MVP in the Super Bowl, or he could have been MVP besides Patrick Mahomes. If you get him back, you have a more stable running attack. So you have a couple different running backs. But the way to stop explosive offenses, the way to stop a Chris Carter, Randy Moss, is to play cover two. Hmm. We had a lot of success against Tampa in cover two because we used to be able to get down the middle of the field. And we used to have Robert Smith, and we were going to run the ball against it. So don't tinker with it too much. Realizing that your current roster with a couple players who opted out because of their own personal situation, Damian Williams, his mom uh, recently diagnosed with cancer, so he had to make that hard personal decision to opt out. But if you look at their roster, it is very, very good. Tampa Bay has a chance to be good over the next couple years because people will come to Tampa. Just like when Peyton was in Denver and just like when you have any other veteran quarterback, I mean, more veteran players would have went to new England if it wasn't, you know, for Belichick and you're not going to enjoy yourself. In all <laughs>
0: Soft. Too soft, not tough enough. That's what Teddy Bruschi said. Not mm-hmm. tough enough. You're 13 years in. You don't want to come die every day. Not tough enough. Not tough no, enough. No, I don't
8: want to go padded practices on Wednesday in November. No, I don't want to do that. There Listen, is I... another way to win, and that's what Tampa Bay did
0: this year. Listen, I know how to tackle already. Okay, I got the form. All right, I I, I under I get it at this point. All right, I understand. At this that's point, a way you
8: know how to hit someone. Yeah, I know
0: that's a way to win. Okay, I get it, but there's also other ways. Two win. I'm gonna go and choose those, and it does feel like Bruce Arians down there, Tom Moore, Clyde, Todd Bowles, Goody, the crew they got down there. It's like, a, hey, we're gonna shit talk, we're gonna have fun. Let's go ahead and get our work in though, and let's keep it moving. Mike Evans has already said he'll take less money or re- restructure his contract. Bruce Arians came out and said, well, now, granted, Bruce, smart.
8: Bruce might well, be I mean, negotiating. Evans, I mean, I mean, listen now. The quarterback he had last year threw 30 interceptions. Will you take less? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll take less. I mean, this is a much better life. This is a much better life like this. Uh, But
8: unless Bruce. Yeah. If if you could really just kind of. Because the locker room in NFL is crazy. And the talent levels are very, very similar to 32 teams. But if you can bring in a dude who can be a stabilizing force and late in games can win you, that's how you can go from seven and nine to 11 and five. That's how you can win eight in a row. That's how you can come back and beat Drew Brees after he beats you twice. That's how you can go to the MVP in Lambeau Field because the kickers, the gunners, the centers, the wide receiver, everybody got more confidence when you got a dude. Because you know you got
0: to change. And by the way, all the extra reps in practice, the film study, you're not cutting any corners. And I talked about this when Tom Brady was going to be a free agent this past offseason for the first time in 20 years. As soon as I heard it was actually going to happen, I got onto this microphone and I was like, uh, I would assume – 20 teams are going to be interested in bringing Tom Brady into their building because Tom Brady comes in, your your athletic trainers get better. Everybody's better as soon as Tom Brady gets in there. I, I saw it with Peyton. I saw when Peyton was doing Peyton made me a better punter, and I we had nothing to do with each other, right? It's just one of those things. You watch greatness. Now it's coming out that only really two teams wanted Tom. The 49ers allegedly, Mike Florio said, passed on Tom Brady. That's insane to me, but also that is how Tom Brady thrives, though, right? whenever he's like pick 199 or whatever and now only two teams like that's just adding gas to the entire thing right at this point
8: i mean tom brady and his overall legacy of how he could self-motivate through all the success that he's had i mean it's remarkable for him to be able to take care of his body They showed him the picture at, you know, we know that the the combine, but they showed his face like changing as he went through the years. And I was like, goodness gracious, (laughs) like the way his skin structure, the way he wasn't into fitness and now he's into fitness. But ultimately it's about leadership. There was one guy yelling in Green Bay, we're not done. And it was Tom Brady in that locker room. So, man, leadership, when you're in team sports, you're in team businesses, Leadership cannot be underestimated. You know, people wanted to have a direction. And that's what Tampa Bay got when they signed him. Seven and nine. Okay, give us some direction. Give us a chance when you get in those big games. And last night they had the mismatch up front going against that offensive line in Kansas City.
0: As soon as he gets there, right, he goes, this is what we're doing, boys. I don't know what you did. Last off season. we're breaking into a high school, and we're fucking throwing right <laughs> now. There's going to be helicopters. There's going to be helicopters flying around. Hey. Like, this is how we do. Okay, this is what we do. I mean, we're going to break the rules
8: a little bit. Hey, That's look, what I'm hey, used to. Hey, and we'll get a letter probably.
0: <laughs> we'll get a letter. But, hey, we've been there, done that before. Don't you worry about that. We will tell Raj to take it easy. By the way, Yo. look for uh, Russell Wilson to potentially get a little uh, – Saw him and Raj sitting in a suite together. Were you in that suite with uh, Raj and Russ yesterday at the Super Bowl?
8: I mean, very close. Russell, uh, congratulations to him. He's the Walker Payton. Congrats, Russell.
0: Congrats, Russell.
8: And, um, you know, my association with it and the award, we're glad to have Russell. I was the the first award winner in 1999. Congrats. Hey.
4: Hey, I
0: I didn't say congrats when you won it. That's on me. I was 12.
8: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay, Pat. But... (laughs) (laughs) Just being associated, especially when the world was at its worst, our players were at the absolute best. If you read the resumes and what these guys did in their one day off this off season, when everyone was scared, everyone was petrified, they still went out in their communities and did great things to continue the legacy. So I'm glad you mentioned um, the the Russell won the award, but it shows the character of our players. Pat, you've been around our players. They don't even get the, the type of recognition they should, the type of charitable work that they're able to do and Russell was able to lead it and win the Walter Payton this year.
0: I agree negativity hogs publicity it's like that and everything but the amount of good that happens in NFL cities far outweighs the negative kind of headline thing that pops up every once in a while. Ty what do you have?
1: Chris we were talking earlier about the likelihood of a lot of uh, big guys going down to ring chase in Tampa and I don't think that was really like an option but uh, would you like to do something like that later in your career and do you think we'll see a lot of marquee players uh, take big pay cuts and go down and play with Tom in Tampa?
8: Well, they don't have a lot of room. I mean, you you have to have a specific skill. If you look at the guys who they acquired, mm. uh, they had some type of relationship with Tom Brady or someone else on the team. People say, well, Leonard Fournette, oh, when he got cut by Jacksonville, you know, Tom was like, okay. But Devin Smith and him were teammates at LSU. He was like, hey, fool. You better come on down here and get some of this. (laughs) Leonard Fournette happened to be one of those pieces, especially as a receiver in their screen game, which has not been his forte in college or early in his career. If you look at A.B., A.B. was desperate. A.B. didn't mind being a slot receiver. But under normal circumstances, you are not going to get an A.B., you know, with Evans and Godwin. Like, so a lot of things happened for them. At the end of the day, guys are selfish about their money. But if you can get a little nugget here or there, a little peace, a little safety, a backup offensive lineman, those are the types of things because guys do want to win. And also, at some point, guys determine, I made enough money. Let me try to chase that trophy. And it's likely that that trophy is going to end up at that guy's house if I play with him for a couple of years. So I think guys around the league, yes, will be looking at Tampa as a destination. But you got to have a specific skill um, in skill set.
0: Congrats to A.Q. Shipley, by the way.
8: Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you, Shipley. i was looking forward to the questions from the crew because, man, sometimes, man, you're not as sharp and they bring you back to life. Oh, <laughs> they ask a really good hey, listen, for you, man, the crew. Listen, I'm, I am
0: the crew. You know how many green teas I chug in the morning? You know how sharp I am? Listen, I might hit the water pipe every once in a while, but this green tea got me running through walls, pal. Don't you worry about that. Connor, what do you have? Yeah, Chris, because you were in the stadium, uh, when that streaker
3: went 100 yards for six, was that one of the greatest feats of uh, athleticism you saw last night? And what was
0: he wearing? Exactly.
8: I'm not, listen. Anytime, just some people trying to to rock. He had like a bra, zero on, or something. <laughs> it felt like
4: it,
0: yeah.
8: a halter top or, or, or some type of a bait he he had,
0: like, the It was a It was a leotard promoting a porn website. Oh, he had a porn uh, okay. website yes. on a leotard. By the way, we are getting inside from the crew. By the way, yep. keeping you sharp, Chris. You're at the game. You didn't even know. Okay, the crew got you. Don't worry. Hey, don't worry about. it. Don't worry about it. But uh, there
8: it I was is. Talking to other Hall of Famers and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this, I'm just going to tell you, man. I'm not in the body hair. Okay, by no stretch of the imagination. So
0: I was talking as, to
8: other as soon Hall as I called eye, eye of them. I had to grab for my my bowl to throw up when I saw all the hair. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: who all hey have you has there been anybody that you've met that was much cooler than you could have ever imagined especially with that because you're up i mean that hall of fame group is we were we were with peyton yesterday as he was going into the stadium for the hall of fame suites i think like that whole thing but he was a calvin johnson john like is there anybody you've met that or or like the new class maybe that comes in you're like okay i hadn't met this dude before do you pretty much know everybody at this point
8: well, you don't know them as personal as you get to know them in the Hall of Fame because you spend more time with them. We're going to be together several times a year. And I just think that there's not that edginess that sometimes you have when you're greeting other people, especially men in the NFL. Um, great example Johnny Randall and I were teammates for a long, long time in Minnesota. Him and I are closer now as Hall of Famers and working with the NFL and the NFL um, legends um, than we ever were in the same locker room. And as Johnny says it, You know, you feel like you're competing against everyone. And now that we're out of the game, we're just trying to help those that played the game. Him and I are amazing friends. Uh, We were talking on the phone last week and and laughing and joking. Just um, I'm so impressed with what he's been able to do. So I think that when you reach a certain level, and I know we as Hall of Famers, we let them know that we're not going to have that attitude in the Hall. Um, I think (laughs) guys kind of – I mean – When you have teammates like Mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Ronnie Lott, what are you talking about? How good (laughs) are you? Like what kind of concessions do you think you need? Like you're on the greatest football team ever. I text Rod Woodson and told him, welcome to the squad. Baddest football squad God could ever make. (laughs) uh, Him and I exchanged uh, pleasantries that way, but it's totally different. Um, than what we see typically in the locker room and all that testosterone. But- I really,
0: I really like the fact that you guys take ownership of that, though. Like, hey, this is our team now. Like, because that is how it is. Kind of like the the presentation and the induction and everything. It's like, welcome to the team. You're, you're like, well, that's a very cool thing that is probably not an easy thing to accomplish, especially like you're saying the amount of egos and everything like that. I would assume there's a lot of potential. I
8: would say, but I'm gonna shock you, and I'm not saying this because of you. In the last three years, um, and I've been very active with the Hall of Fame, Morton Anderson is probably one of the most surprising, most interesting people that I've met. That's awesome. Because he trained like any other football player. Like he had dreams and ambition, even though he wasn't playing football. But he used to chart everything for practice, the wind, the direction, the yardage, which hash marks. Like he was almost like a computer. And the game-winning kick he had against us in the MC Championship in 98 that sent them to the Super Bowl, he had a dream about that kick and visualized kicking a 39-yarder from the left hash, and he had it logged in his daily log. And um, just meeting some of these guys and seeing the extra. what like, All of them have a secret sauce
6: yeah.
8: um, that, that was able to get them besides their pure athletic ability, but Morton Anderson – for you weirdo special team guys. <laughs> um, I, have to I mean, man, man I, 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 I love him. I love I, him as my Hall of Fame brother. I didn't know him before yeah, uh, he got in.
0: I mean, you told an incredible story there about the amount of work that Morton Anderson had to put in, you know what I mean? cool. And everything like that, just the dedication, and then right there at the fucking end. I don't know, did everybody hear though, right there at the end, you know how to do it? Just had to do it, you know, had to do it. Diggs, what do you have?
2: Uh, Chris, speaking of Hall of Fame, Calvin Johnson goes in first ballot, joining uh, Jerry Rice and Randy Moss for the only first ballot uh, wide receivers in the last 25 years. What do you think about Calvin going in first ballot?
8: I think as an elder statesman in the Hall of Fame, we're talking about the Hall of Fame and we should only talk about it in a good life. There's been a debate. Um, We didn't know what the qualifications were for a first ballot um, Hall of Famer. And I know the reason why you asked me was because I wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, Asshole. But um, I'll just give you a little sizzle. At no point Mm -hmm. was Calvin Johnson ever number two in receptions and number two in touchdowns.
0: Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
8: But I'm happy for him because he was on his way to shattering all kinds of records. And he should have been recognized for what he did. I think Terrell Davis getting in a number of years ago, it opened up people's mind that, yes, you can still be a first ballot Hall of Famer and, 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 and have a shorter career um, than what we've seen with some of these other players at that same position.
0: I think the last time you were on – I think the last time you are on, we talked to you about that because it was when Philip Rivers' conversation was happening. And I said yeah. Phillip Rivers was starting for 17 years in the NFL, okay? That is so long. There's only 32 jobs as the mm-hmm. quarterback in a quarterback-driven league for 17 years. He goes in the Hall of Fame. And you said, like, yeah, consistency or sustained greatness or something. And then yeah. you said if it's a short, you better be like Barry Sanders. You, better, like, yeah. you said you're going to have to be Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson I think players. one of those, you know?
8: Calvin Johnson. They are the standard. Um, in a short career, they dominated. They dominated football. They changed the rules of football. And the thing I can say about Turn Calvin me. Johnson, and I played with Randy Moss, I saw coverage against Calvin Johnson that I had never seen. I mean, I saw them line up like a gunner on the goal line, <laughs> with two guys, and I'm like, both of them—that's respect. <laughs> both of them. Like, by, hey. Like, like, like that—that that is respect. And Calvin Johnson, he did it. A great guy, on and off the field, sensational numbers. Um, his ability to be big, fast, agile, fearless across the middle. Um, Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Famer and deserves the recognition.
0: Maybe the Fords will give him back his money too. Yeah. You know?
8: huh? Oh man, that—that's the. I mean, what a waste of what the world could have seen. Like We've had one organization shorten two careers. Barry Sanders, <laughs> why you quit? A man who didn't say nothing said, because I don't want to play no more. Calvin Johnson, not one blemish on his mark. I mean, he is the perfect anti-diva receiver. We had him and Larry Fitzgerald dominating the NFL at the same time. Calvin said, I, I don't want to play. I don't want to sacrifice because I don't feel like my sacrifice is matched by the organization.
0: Sell the, sell, the sell the team. Sell the team. We have a, we have a, we have a Lions fan in the building, Chris. He's right there. There isn't a lot of them, but sell the team. you are trying to fix it, all right? Chris, every time you come on, you're awesome, man. I hope we get to do this again. Enjoy Boca. Enjoy the offseason, and uh, appreciate you greatly.
8: Take care, guys. I appreciate it. And the crew. I appreciate y'all elevating the play today because my man got a Super Bowl hangover. Without you guys... Hey, man, he would be a shell of himself. I appreciate the crew.
0: (laughs) Me too, guy. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Chris Carter, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) The best press conference performance, though, in the history of sports is not by Roger Goodell. It's not by Rob Manfred. It's not by anybody who's ever stepped in front of a microphone with sports media in front of them. The best ever press conference was done by a man who's joining us currently, who's a Super Bowl champ, a Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, two-time rushing touchdown leader. He's on the All-Decade team, will be a Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, Beast Mode, Marshall.
4: What's
0: going on, Beast Mode? (laughs) Hey, what's up with it, bro? Hey, what are you doing? Where are you? I hear you're calling the game somewhere.
9: Man, that's what I heard, man. They didn't let me get in front of this mic and jump on the screen. You know what I mean? And talk my talk. You know what I'm talking about?
0: <laughs> Where at? Where can we watch this or hear this? You should oh, on Fox. Let's go! Oh, man, man. Hey, let's go! Oh. I'm a big fan of putting Marshawn Lynch in situations and watching. we saw you in Scotland. It was unbelievable. We saw you in front of Red Panda. What is your expectation for this Super Bowl, Marshawn? As a man who's been there done that in this game.
9: Uh to be honest with you, man, I'm 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 looking for a high scoring uh a high scoring game with these two uh with these two quarterbacks going at it.
0: How do you, whenever you think about Super Bowls, okay, you won one, obviously, and then there's a moment that is forever immortalized in one of the best <laughs> scenes of all time. Throw a thing, whole building blow down and fire. Mm-hmm. I could cakewalk that thing in there. Then you go oh, back. i Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go back to Seattle. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl and how everything panned out there with that team? Because you guys were fucking unbelievable there for a while. Oh
9: man, you know what to be honest though,
4: it, it, it,
9: you know when it when it first happened, man, you know, I like I'm, I'm a player of the game. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. And I mean, you know, as it go on, you try to just get the the pam, you know, we really let one go, type shit. So then, you know, when I had the opportunity to go back up there and you know, uh possibly have a chance to to get back, you know, I shit, I was excited for it, you feel me? especially coming off the couch and, you know what I mean, jumping right into the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah, we for sure can do this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Marshawn, hey, how are you able to do that? I mean, most people can't do that. Like you said, coming from the couch and all of a sudden you're playing in the Super Bowl. Are you, always, are you just always ready?
9: Uh, you know what? I mean, I think it's more so just, you feel me, though, just always staying ready. And, I mean, you know, it's always been, you know, at that point in time, it's always been some talk like, you know, entertaining the idea. But then, you know, when it starts getting really real, it's more so like, okay, you know, I've been, you know, doing my little workouts, my little calisthenics, doing my push-ups, my dips, my fake squats and shit. And then it was like, okay, this shit is really real. I was like, okay, let me go pick up some of that iron and uh, you feel me? don't really, really get it up, uh, get it going though.
0: What was it like? How many weeks did it take for you to bounce back? We saw that with Gronk this year. Gronk went back this season after a couple of years off. He said he'd been training every day. In reality, he was changing his shirts the same day he was working. So he worked out one day. He sent them 15 videos. <laughs> and then you saw the earlier in the season, he was kind of struggling a little bit. How long did it take for you to kind of get back in there after? I think you were serving shots of tequila in the parking lot for the Raiders. Hey,
9: at the re- <laughs> so look, man, I'll tell you about that. That right I don't think I really like you know I mean really felt it until I got that first hit um, in the uh, in the first game that I played then it was like okay then everything started coming back but I mean oh you know it to to, to, to get really uh, acclimated to it you really got to be in it and them little practices where you, you know thudding up, it ain't the same as you feel me that full body contact so I think it was right there. Was when my body really responded. And was like, oh yeah, this shit is for real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah.
3: what was it like? What was it like for you going from Buffalo to Seattle when you first got there? Seattle is like a. It's a pretty unique space with what Pete Carroll has going. There's not a whole lot of teams I think that are have that like upbeat, positive, fun all the time. Like, was that a cool transition for you?
9: I'm, you know what? It was. It was a. It was the transition that I needed. You know, like right at that time. I mean, you feel me? I was coming. You know, not only off uh, you know the, the the trade and moving from you know from the city, but you know I had some uh, complications that I was dealing with as well. So you know the change of scenery and uh, you know the change of environment as far as you know being in uh, you know that uh, that different locker room, you know I, I would say it really helped my uh, it really helped my career and it really helped my mindset as well. So I mean, you know, it it came right on time for me
0: it sounds like you're having a great time over there we kind (laughs) of wish we were in your world hey you have got to experience so many things both as a businessman off the field and on the field Is there a moment when I ask this question, that pops your mind, like, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen in your entire life? Because there was a time there where it felt like you were just getting dropped into insane situations and the world was like watching you do things. man vs. wild. You and that Bear Grylls guy (laughs) fucking electric. That was maybe the most electric shit I've ever seen. Is there anything that you think of whenever you think like, what's the most ridiculous thing you've been a part of?
9: Uh, Probably some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever been a part of was a you know, I, I had got the uh, uh, the restaurant, which I'm in right now. And, uh, you know, when we first got it I you know, I would come in here and I would, you know, clean up and go outside in the front, sweep up, you know, make sure everything looked nice and shit. And uh, one morning I got up here and I noticed, you know, like, man, this is funky ass smell. <laughs> And I look, you know, what I mean, to the side of my front door, and it's a big ass pile of shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking about human shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. right on the side of the door. So I'm like, somebody then came in and popped the shit right in front of <laughs> the door. Like, oh, this, this shit is crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can't be in here serving food. Motherfucker, come walk in and they see them straight <laughs> ass cheeks. when they come in there like, ah, I think that's the restaurant. I need to eat in. So man, I get the water hose and I'm hosing it down. And you know, I see, uh, you know, we got a couple, uh, you know, uh, dolphins that that usually walk back up the front. Hey man, did you do this? Like, oh no, so. You know, one of them owned up to it. it So you don't do this no more. Look, you come by here, we get you a, you know, I mean, we get you a broom and uh, you know, you help, you help us, we help you. You feel me? And you know, we put together a little. uh, I put a proposition together for him, and ain't cleaning up shit no more. (laughs) It's
3: a win-win. It's a win for everybody on that one. Hey, one of your former teammates. yeah. Hey, everybody oh, wants you're yeah. helping the people, man. That's awesome. That's why people love you. But hey, one of them owned teammates. up to
0: <laughs> just <laughs> a line of questioning. You. The line of
9: questioning. His the name is Willie. Willie owned up. Willie, <laughs> Willie owned up to, matter of fact, he just he just left out. He's saying sweeping up. He's like, hey, what's up? Oh boy, I've been looking for you. You feel me? We 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 buzzed down together up in the front of the uh, restaurant <laughs> to get it all cleaned up and everything.
0: Hey, you're helping people. Hey, you're help- Willie went from shitting outside to working inside. Let's yeah. go.
9: Yeah. All right. Let's go, Willie. Let's go. Give it up for my boy Willie, man.
3: Good <laughs> for Willie. Hey, Marshawn, Why do you call Matt Flynn Antonio? He wanted me to ask you that. I know he was your teammate. He was my teammate. His <laughs> name's Matt. I don't think Antonio hey, is any man, part of his name, but you. you always called him know, Antonio. And he actually loves hey, it. Hey, man. He just looked
9: like an Antonio to me. For some reason, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but oh, that's my guy, though, man. Shout out, shout out, Antonio.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even know where. So, you're, are you on Fox Live coming up here in like 15 minutes?
9: Yeah, I mean, you know, I got them behind y'all right now, trying to see if they start doing like this. Hey, get your ass on! <laughs> I'm just trying, you feel me? I'm trying to play the car, play
0: both of my cars (laughs) right right now, man. Hey, you're a smart man. You're a very smart man. You're also, you're doing business right now in California with uh, SportBettingDime.com. And they put out a video, by the way, of you kicking field goals. You got a fucking howitzer, pal. You were bombing footballs on the internet. It was incredible to watch.
9: Hey, man, they called me to make it happen, Captain. Man, I do everything. Fly fish in the back nigga. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, legend obviously.
9: Hello, 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 big dog, man. When when I got the call, they like, yeah, man, we want to get you with uh with Pat. I'm talking about uh, ASAP. Yeah, knock that in straight up. So man, you know, whenever whenever you call, man, you feel me? you know what I mean? Get me on the other end of that uh of that jack, big dog, man. You know, you got you got a you got a fan over here, big dog. Man, I I appreciate what you're doing. How you get down,
0: family. Man, me too. I hope to follow up on that, and I appreciate the fucking hell out of you for that. That means a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Marshawn Lane. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. millions of dollars to their users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons, most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a miscommunication last week between myself and FanDuel. We worked that out. That's kind of how things operate whenever you're in a business relationship with each other. But even if we weren't in a business relationship with FanDuel, it'd be hard to say that we wouldn't use the FanDuel Sportsbook app. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it. Nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to Fanduel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. This man's name was mentioned a few times when I asked people to guess who they think the guests were going to be, and there's no shame in that uh, because this man is a four-time Super Bowl winner, gonna be a Hall of Famer whenever the hell he wants a legend in two different cities for two different teams a man who uh, taught me how to be a much better ball kicker and human ladies and gentlemen adam Guys, yeah! hey so all right i see you're sitting in your office there is that uh, i saw a video last night of you promoting your cameo by the way which we will get to the vid- the room you were in was maybe football heaven at that point is that your office
10: Yeah, it's just it's down by the bar area in the basement. So if I spin around, you can you can get a good little a good little view. But you know, it's uh, something my wife wanted to do. I told her I said you can you can uh, you can make me crazy in one area, but don't spread it all over the house. It makes it look egotistical shrine kind of thing so she did a nice job down here and it looks good so
0: you can go down this is actually a good conversation you probably never wear your rings or celebrate many of the things that you've accomplished that have been unbelievable but i like the fact that on super bowl sunday maybe super bowl weekend you go down in that room and you go you know what the kid fucking did it
10: (laughs) (laughs) i like that i like that a lot yeah you know i mean we just reminisce. i see i got some pictures on the wall from some awesome games uh you know a couple of super bowl things and that kind of thing so it's it's awesome just to come down here and remember and reminisce about i mean it's been a long time since you and i played in one but uh it's not that far you know not that long ago
0: the interesting thing about you whenever people think about kickers and vinitary in general it's just like Uh, You're like the most clutch dude in the history of sports, like the biggest moments you always came through in. And it was now I'm not saying you haven't missed in or anything like that. But it felt like in those massive moments, Super Bowl, AFC championship games, even game winners and divisional rounds and everything like that, that don't even get talked about, which if you don't hit, you don't move on to the whole thing. What is it about those moments, Vinny? Because I told the story that you become just like this. You know, ice face steel character looks like you're trying to stare daggers through your holder. But what is it? What is it about those moments that made you go, uh, I'm going to go the opposite way of many people here. I'm going to have success here.
10: Yeah, Pat, you know, for me, I just try to stay in my little world. You know, I just try, you try to block out all the other stuff. And I guess, you know, you saying like I'm uh, Iceman or Stone Cold, whatever. (laughs) I guess that's just me (laughs) kind of trying to block out all the other craziness and just really stay focused in on my little world. I always, You know, I always tell everybody, you know, you you can only control what you can control and uh, let everybody else do their job around you. And we all we all get paid to do it, man. So it's uh, been very fortunate to have a bunch of opportunities to stand in the middle of the field with with all eyes, either hoping i make it or hoping i miss it and uh, more times than not they've gone through which is a good thing but uh, yeah I, as i'm looking at all these pictures man you're you're, you're gonna make me cry man All yeah. <laughs> over right now just looking at all these pictures and remembering these good days
0: yeah so you played obviously just you're 48 years old now i believe you played last year when you were 47 which by the way Jeez. Oh,
10: right.
0: awesome Woo! absolutely awesome but you you listen to tom brady talk And he said he wants to play, well, I think he said past he was 45 now at this point or whatever. You played till you're 47, two very different positions, but still have to be able to keep it physically and mentally, the competitive edge and everything like that. Have you and Tom kept in touch much? And what do you think it is about you guys who play forever that make you still love the whole process and everything like that?
10: well for sure Tom's situation is much more difficult than being a kicker obviously we have to keep our body healthy and in shape but but what he does is a whole different level of of us punters and kickers and and whatever you know for for me it's it's a different situation for 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 Tom to continue to be at hit the level that he's at and and still doing it as good as ever just blows me away i mean obviously we all know about his avocado ice cream and all the crazy stuff that he does hey do you but, do that Do you do that?
0: I knew you were into that pliability stuff a little
10: bit. You know what? Somebody send me some. I'll go ahead and try it. I can't imagine it's very great. But, you know, (laughs) Tom looks better today than he did, obviously, when he entered the league. But he looks like he keeps getting younger. And and you know what? The the, the greatest part for me, everybody asks, you know, hey, who do you want to win this game? I'm I'm cheering for Tampa Bay for many reasons, for for Brady, for Bruce Arians, for AQ Shipley, you know, all the above. Clyde. half halfway through the, the, the season everybody was writing Tom off saying he should have he should have retired he's washed up he can't do it and all he does is keeps going out there and showing everybody wrong so I hope he can do it one more time and hey this is this is rated PG or rated R uh, shake his dick on everybody <laughs> whatever he, whatever he needs to do I mean he deserves it nine times if he wins this one you know however many Super Bowls it's ridiculous I mean getting. You know, he's been in as many as uh, half as many as years as he's been in the league, and that is absolutely insane. Um. So,
0: did you now? Are you going to play? Like, what are you? Are you still? You know, are you still kicking? Because your kid, by the way, hey, his kid bombs balls. Like, hey, there's going to be a Vinatieri in the league. Now, listen, he can't say it because that'd be. I mean, the kid already has immense pressure because he's a Vinatieri's kid, <laughs> but he seems to handle it very well. He
10: bombs balls. Are you out there kicking to uh, alongside him ever? So He's doing really, really well. He's matured a lot in the last year, and he's actually gotten very focused and very serious about it. And that, as you know, as soon as you commit to it and you work your butt off, sky's the limit at that point. So it's fun for me to watch. I've been out there. I've kicked the balls with him a few times. Not, not every time. Not every time. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm making a comeback or anything. Oh, one or yeah. All I'm saying, buddy is is it's taken me a year to get back and now I feel pretty good but uh but it is, it's absolutely exciting taking him to these different camps and watching him do his thing and and uh it's been fun because there's 150 kids out there and inevitably he finishes in the top one or two and i go hell yeah that's my boy you know so yeah. i'd still be proud of him if he was finishing dead last but it's more fun when he's kicking ass you know yeah i would assume those are
0: much more <laughs> joyful conversations sounds like you said you're potentially coming back by the way that is going to be a big takeaway from what you just said mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying and i'm just telling you that's what people are potentially going to say that you said there. Right.
10: well i know this this last year i said hey i'm going to try to get healthy and see if i could come back i at no time during this year was I healthy enough to do that? I mean, I just, I just wasn't. You know, it took me a lot longer to get my knee right. and uh, But I've been I've been getting back and working out and doing some running and feel pretty good, you know? And maybe that's just because the stress level's down and, and not banging balls all the time. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say one way or another. I might just wait two more years and come back at 50, play half. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who <laughs> Could you imagine your 50-year-old ass walking out there, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, the 50-year-old Adam
4: <laughs>
0: It would be legendary. Now, not that what you haven't done already isn't, but you get it, whatever I'm saying. Connor? Adam, you've won two Super Bowls on the last kick with that right leg of yours. Uh, is
3: every kick the same for you, or was there a moment during either the Panthers kick or the Rams kick where you're like, oh, shit, this is it?
10: Um, You know... It's kind of funny because you you, you think about as as a kid growing up, that's the biggest moment that I could ever have imagined as, you know, hey, being out there kicking the game winner in a Super Bowl doesn't get any bigger than that. But the crazy part about it, I think when we played the Rams, we were such big underdogs. There wasn't don't get me wrong, at the end of the game there's plenty of pressure on, but but it was it, it didn't have that same feel. I would say Carolina and and I missed a kick earlier in that game and they were coming back kind of a different game i would say the nerves were maybe even a hair more there because that was expected you know the first one everybody was you know i hate to say it there's plenty of Pats fans that said man the curse of the whatever they they just assumed that we were going to lose And and he's got to miss this kick because we can't win a super bowl and and now you just flip the flip the coin and and they've been in it so many times now it's an expected thing you know but i guess for me you know after after a few weeks before that in the in the snowball game in the raiders i guess nothing could rattle me too terribly much after going through that silly game what
0: a joke you made that kick what an absolute (laughs) joke you know how those videos go by the way that's why the kickers have like the stereotype that they have because in those moments big slip right big slip ball goes into ass some scrum happens tears breaks collarbone (laughs) something like that and instead your dumbass just walked out there and made it there's no way you're supposed to make that snow kick at all and then the one from buffalo a couple years ago you're not supposed to make that kick at all it's awesome to watch you do that
10: type of shit. well i tell you what i uh those are two lucky lucky kicks obviously i agree yeah yeah <laughs> um but i tell you what you know that's one thing my son keeps talking about you know hey dad i want to play college ball somewhere warm and i go I tell you what, playing playing up north and playing in crappy conditions and wind and rain and snow and lousy fields prepares you for all of these other things. Now, playing in South Dakota doesn't guarantee me making any of those kicks, but practicing every day outside in new england and and bill would never let us go inside i mean it could be torrential rain or or four inches of snow yeah, and right. we're out there practicing this muddy shit and you're just hey, going this hey. is ridiculous but that's i think the there's certain things <laughs> that if you can do that and handle it you're just that much better off in the long run
0: that's patriot wave it
10: oh yeah. yeah exactly exactly
0: have you heard that conversation right now about <laughs> Patriot way have you heard that entire conversation that's popping off right now have you heard it from outside or are you
10: you know, the Patriot way right now is probably changing a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to keep my, my nose to the ground.
0: <laughs> Very smart, by the way. He might be kicking for New England next year. What do you got,
2: Diggs? Uh, Adam, we're trying to make some money tonight. Pat has told us his story about kicking off a Super Bowl and how bad the ball was. You obviously kicked off against Hester. It was not a touchback. Um, did you cook oh. off?
0: Thirty-yard so, line, thirty-yard line kickoff. By the way, uh, five yards steeper. Have a little respect for it, man. man.
10: I got you, dude. I got you. Dude. I got
2: what you. are the chances you Go think ahead. there's a uh, a touchback off the opening kickoff?
10: Well, I tell you what. I know Tony mentioned that, and, and he was on your guys' show and he talked about it. But you know, our our special teams was doing so good in the postseason that that we weren't we weren't going to be afraid of Hester. You know, we knew how great he was on punt return, but he hadn't done as much kickoff return wise. And we said, you know what? We're just going to kick it down there. We're going to kick their asses, is what we thought. And uh, yeah, about ninety something yards later yeah, in yeah. the end zone, we <laughs> decided to break our sword and never and never, yeah. never uh, kick to him again. The rest of the game. So I was either right. squib kicking, kicking in the corner, anywhere that he wasn't is where we were kicking. We weren't going to let him ruin the game for us. And after that was done and over with, game went the way we expected.
0: Yeah. Do, do you remember? By the way, I mean that had to feel. I mean the. The mental toughness of the team to give up the opening kickoff for a touchdown—that that 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 could potentially bury you. That that could, especially in that big stage of a moment. I mean, that's a big deal. But then, obviously, you guys did what you had to do there. Um, You tackled Herschel Walker, though. You know what I mean? Like, didn't you walk them? You mm-hmm, actually walked them. Mm-hmm. There's that legendary video of you walking them. Devin Hester, what, like bad angle. What happened? How, how come? <laughs> I
10: think about 15 years and about 30 pounds later. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do know. Hey, I do know exactly hey, was 20, what you're 22 years old. When the Herschel Walker thing happened, I think I was 35 or six or whatever the heck I was at the other one. So maybe not quite as fast. Uh, <laughs> I do I got my Jersey nice and green and dirty, but uh, no can do. Oh, that's awesome. Do you,
0: do you remember the ball
10: being rock hard though? Opening kickoff ball? Yeah. Yeah, they screw us every year or they they always kinda so the first ball that they go out there, the referee doesn't even dig into the bag of balls and tries to find the four that we have broken in. They just grab whatever they want to, and they don't really care about us. And and uh, yeah, it was it was lousy. And and I know I know sometimes they do that throughout. How about when we were in uh, when we were in London? Every single one of those. Balls, oh, Walt! That? I hate
0: that man still to this day. Oh. That referee, Walt. You remember he called offsides on me because I was bitching at him so much on an extra point. I thought you were going to kill me. I, I there was. Uh, me and Walt thank- had that moment.
10: <laughs> thank What's- God we made the next one.
0: Yeah, thank God you did. I, I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> I did nothing. By the way, it never gets talked about your mental toughness. I don't know how many kickers are going on three or even four sometimes on set. I, I honestly have no idea how many teams and kickers would be able to handle that. I don't think I would have been able to, by the way, with what we were doing. The f- we used to go on like three hard counts, by the way. Jeez. Like it was fucked. It was awesome. There was no reason for us to be able to do it. Though normally the kick would be like, "Hey, I, I stumble a little
1: bit, so we can't be doing that." I got to make the kick. Tie. What do you have, Adam? Speaking of mental toughness, obviously you always have to be prepared. But uh, in any of those big games, was there a point in like the early in the game, second quarter, anything where you kind of just knew, like, "Hey, this is this is probably going to come down to me."
10: Every single game, I thought it was coming down to me. Honestly, it it seemed like that. You know, it's funny though when we when we had you know obviously i'll i'll go i'll digress back to the patriot way the year we won our first super huh. bowl i think we had five game winners that season including the the, the super bowl and the snow bowl kicked the three <laughs> other so that year i definitely earned my money you know <laughs> We go to, to Indy, and Peyton seemed to like to throw up 50 or 60 points every game. So it usually wasn't coming down to a field goal unless the other team could, could keep up as well. But I prepared myself thinking that a lot of time, well, uh, Pat, tell me uh, we, had a, we had an offensive coordinator that told us at one point, I just want to win by one point. <laughs> I've told the story I, before. I want to win by thirty and blow kisses to my family. <laughs> <laughs> by one point, shit, that means it comes down to me all the time.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, I, uh, I told that story actually. I've told that story a couple times, and I've said, I said uh, we used to have this coach. I mean, you went, a little, you, you went one step further there. I, <laughs> I, I, I tried to keep it as bland as possible. I said we used to have this coach who come sit next to us, and I don't know if that was like to calm himself down or whatever, but we we always had a good conversation. Like always had a good conversation. And then one time he I said, like, good luck out there or whatever. And he said, uh, just trying to win by or have one more point than they have. And you literally, Vinny goes, how about we try to win by 50 <laughs> <laughs> or something like that? It was, it was a wild sure. decision. Let's,
10: score. <laughs> let's,
0: let's not have our hearts just beating out of our chest the entire second half, pal.
10: Free it out so they can catch up, right? <laughs>
0: Vinny, Vinny, you know, I have to ask one more time here. You're going to kick next year in the NFL, huh? There's a chance.
10: Are you gonna kick next year in the NFL? No, I can't
0: do it. I can't do it. I'm doing I'm doing my thing here, you know what I mean? Uh,
10: Working on having babies and all that stuff.
0: Working on trying to, man. You think I'm gonna suck as a dad, by the way? Listen. You're gonna be the funnest
10: dad on the planet.
0: How many kids do you have?
10: Three. That I know of. No, I'm kidding.
0: Hey, good. To- hey, you were a handsome son, bitch back then. Hey, not that you aren't now or whatever. Uh, you enjoy life though at home, like you know, because you know a lot of football guys. Whenever they get done with football, you know they don't really know what to do. Have you enjoyed your time at home with the family and everything?
10: So this year's been interesting, obviously, with the whole COVID thing. I mean, it, it shoved everybody into close quarters with with a lot of people, and thank God I get along with my family pretty well. Uh, all in all, I mean, there's some days that uh, that everybody's kind of in each other's space and on each other, you know, you're kinda pulling your hair out and stuff. But honestly I really enjoyed this year. I got a I I had the opportunity to help my son at his high school. I was helped you know, I was kind of the honorary special teams coach, if you will, and did a bunch of stuff with them, which kept me around football and kept me kind of engaged in all that. Um, got to travel around a lot this year and spend some time with my family that I haven't ever got to do in the fall before. So, honestly, it, and, then, and then I guess with all the COVID tests and all the crazy stuff going on uh, at the at, at all the NFL's facilities, maybe it was a blessing in disguise that I had this year. Off, oh! I guess with a lot of family and not get my nose swabbed every single day.
0: And plus, you're older. I mean, you are in that...
10: Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm at high risk now. <laughs> hey, Vinny, I, pre- I got my, two months. Ago. No, I'm just kidding. I haven't yet.
0: Hey, the uh, heads or tails here. What do you think?
10: I know um, uh, you know heads. I know, I know, I know. i know, you know, oh, I know. why too. I do know why. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah.
0: I do know why. I bet on tails. Thirty thousand, Adam. Did you really? Thirty thousand on tails
10: well you know you got a you got a 50 50 chance buddy
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that you're not on my side but immediately upon asking you i knew your answer like as it was coming out i was like oh we've had this conversation about a hundred times before all right well i appreciate you man i can't wait for you to go in the hall of fame whenever that's going to be maybe six years seven years eight years whenever you decide to stop uh you're the best dude i appreciate
10: you thanks for having me on and enjoy the game tonight fellas hey who do you got yeah you got bucks huh I got to go with Tampa Bay, man. I don't know if they're going to pull it off or not. I mean, smart t- money says you 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 take the spread, you t- or you take you know Kansas City. But but I really want to see Bruce Arians. Uh, I want to see him win one. And I got some friends over there, and I, you know, selfishly, I just I just want to see them win.
0: Hey, I got a lot of friends over there too, and uh, I bet on the Chiefs. All right, man.
10: <laughs> <Adam and Terry>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show massive thanks to all the guests that took time to speak to us. If you like this show, please be a friend and tell a friend. Say, hey, Pat McVeo 2.0, not a bad show.
1: Not a bad show at all. Not a bad show.
0: All right, speaking of not a bad show, I think we're going to have another one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Be a friend, tell a friend. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a gorgeous Overreaction Monday. We'll see you tomorrow.